clap sync. Three, two, one. Okay. And we're back. And we are back. After Holy a shit. little hiatus, but I mean, hey, man, Elden Ring's out. I think we said it on the last mm-hmm. episode. It's like Elden Ring has been out now for like two weeks, three weeks almost at this point. Shit's hard to balance, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have played Elden Ring for my whole life. Like, that's how I feel. <laughs> Seriously, when it comes to playing Elder Devil, well, so like I, I was out of town like uh, like the last week. So that's why there was no episode last week because I was out of town and I was kind of, I was going to push myself to watch games. But then with Elden Ring as well, I was just like, listen, bro, mm-hmm. we're going to need to reschedule or just not do yourself. it. Exactly. Yeah, totally. And it was just so funny because like you, you got to understand like you because you go on vacation, right? And then you come back. To the face of, like, our accounts of Elden Ring that are just, like, unworldly. Exactly. I get back, and I'm just like, I I leave for vacation. I'm like, I've got 10 hours of Elden Ring in. I'm good. (laughs) And then I come back, and it's like, Raphael, 140 hours. James, 55 hours. McCoy, 75 hours. And I'm just like, I'm in danger. (laughs) Yeah, and it was so funny, because then you you were like, yeah, so, like, okay, like, minor mechanical spoilers for Elden Ring. (laughs) But you were like, how do I make the, the flask of wondrous physic work? And I'm just sitting there like, oh, you poor child. Like, you have not yet played 50 hours of the game. Like, <laughs> at some point you become familiar. You sing the language of Elden Ring. But no, seriously, I've gotten to the point now where I'll literally sit there and it'll be like, fuck, okay, it's the end of like a long day. And, you know, we're tired or whatever, but it's now is our final time to play Elden Ring. Let's do it. And then I'll literally sit there and I'll be like, I literally can't even beat this guy if I tried with this level of focus. Like I just, I just, I'm just so tired and like fucking just getting destroyed. And I'm like, let's just go wander the plains. <laughs> so we just, we just leave the boss. Anyways, okay, it's a Valorant podcast. I've heard that. Um, yeah. Yo, listen, I will say if you play Valorant and you like the challenge, I do think beating a boss in Elden Ring and the previous Souls games, for example, feels kind of like a clutch. Yeah. So probably the same yeah. thing. Gets my yeah. blood pumping, my heart racing. Mm-hmm. except in valorant i just my hands tremble to the point where my crosshair doesn't stay steady and then i whiff and i die um yep but hey that shaky aim though yeah yeah maybe i gotta put my sends down for that <laughs> if that's the case <laughs> oh my god but yeah i mean listen so like the games at this point two weekends ago were you know they were games i think you know there was the optic v1 game in mccoy i'm sure you can maybe speak to the level of play you saw there um yeah but yeah i mean things are still kind of up in the air emea at that point like played some of their games but not all of their games there was a lot of big question marks over which of their teams would even be able to come back and play um emea is just unfortunately at this point one big question mark i mean they they figure it out the best that they can at yeah. this point and maybe we can touch on that because we're not going to talk about emea a lot on this episode probably but i have a, i have yeah. one emea point mm-hmm. that's like uh like thirty thousand foot point mm-hmm. and i'm like all right fuck it and for me that's what a story for fanatic bro yeah they're, they're looking, looking good, good bro yeah Exactly. I mean, they've got, they went, yeah, they went, they're 4 0 in the world. 4 group. And 0, bro. That's what they ended with. And they beat Ascend to do it. Like, this was not free. Mm-hmm. 
Now, arguably, I think Ascend is probably in the worst form they've been in in a very long yeah. time. Um, I agree. For a lot of different reasons. Um, but yeah, I mean, but even just watching that Ascend Fanatic series, I mean, Fanatic trounced them. Like, we've got 13-4 Haven, 13-10 Ascent. So, like, they were trying to bring it back a little bit on Ascent. But, I mean, it was... Mm-hmm. Fanatic was just outclassing by a lot. Um, I love that. That makes me so happy. I, like, yeah. want to be a Fanatic fan, and I want them to do well. I am, like, so nervous for them that, like, they're going to someday hit a ceiling. But it just feels like they continue to be creative and innovative and, like, play, like, their style. Like, there was a round, dude, where, like, it was Icebox, and it was fucking... I don't even know which Fanatic game I was tuned in for this for. Mm-hmm. Um, it might even be, like, versus, like, SMB or something. Like, but anyways, it was literally just... They, like get attacked they're on defense they get attacked like all the way up to like a bunch of people are running up tube, and they have this like killjoy setup that molly's off yes like the hallway i saw you a clip of this it was insane holy fuck holy fuck the clip was i'm so glad someone clipped that it was like the most natural reactive like we have you read and outplayed apparently it was on the fly mm-hmm. like, apparently they just thought about it right there and it looked like one of the highest level strategies i have ever seen for that map Right, like, it was like the Killjoy Molly, and then they also threw a Sage Slow up there, and so basically all of SMB were just like sitting ducks, sitting yeah. there in kitchen, and they just got mowed down from there. It was beautiful yeah. to watch, and insane that they were just like, yeah, we just we just thought about it. I'm like, that's promising. Like, way to it go. Because <laughs> like, look, like people like really overemphasize set strats. Like, they do matter, but the thing about set strats is like. Like, I have watched a lot of teams over the history, and, like, set strat teams can go really far, but it takes a lot of time to, like, make them, and it takes a lot of, like, effort to coordinate them, and if you miscoordinate them, oftentimes they backfire really intensely, and they're readable, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, when there's so much footage out, like there is right now, of you, and you have all these set strats, then people know that's what you're doing, and if they know what you're doing, then they start countering you. And so, there's a lots of reasons why, like, sometimes just teams that can organically think together like really can go far because Mm -hmm. it's like you can't read them exactly they are rather reading you it's like totally different like they're not like i today i'm gonna be a defense setup exactly like this and i hope they come here it's like we're gonna try to figure out what's going on we're gonna try to stack the right way we're gonna try to like come and get you and it's just it's totally different and this is like the best example ever like it just Mm -hmm. looks insane and they, they also crossfire them i swear from like two angles like shooting in there too and you're just like okay well <laughs> right and there's oh sorry and there's only like 20 seconds left on the bomb so they literally end the round regardless of if they get the kills they, they don't have time with the sage low and all these like mollies to get through to b side to plant it's just over it's amazing yeah yeah so they're looking really good they still have yeah. one game versus guild this week um so i guess we'll see if they actually go 5-0 or not but i mean they they've made playoffs at this point i wouldn't be surprised if I don't know, they maybe just try to, like, pocket their the rest of their strategy and just maybe, I don't know, both Guild and Fnatic have done it. So maybe they actually, maybe there will be some experimentation since both of those teams have made it to playoffs at that point. And that yeah. matchup itself is just kind of, you know, not for anything. All of Group B is solidified in terms of placement. So right. with that being said, that means Fnatic, Guild, and G2 make it out of group B, um, which means that BBL and Ascend uh, don't make it out, but they stay within, uh, you know, within the circuit. And Supermassive Blaze has been relegated 
Um, so they will have to go through a promotional tournament in April to keep their spot in EMEA. Holy fuck. They have relegations in EU. I keep forgetting they about that. They do, yeah. So I, I didn't even realize this until I was looking. So yeah, so Supermassive Blaze will go to VCT promotion. So it's just a very small play-in stage where they basically will take the top two from promotion and allow them to either come back or they allow a new team in. So that's that's something. I mean, here's the thing. I think Supermassive Blaze, they have such good players on their team. I mean, this is the the team that has um, people like... um, glove and brave on them like Mm. and at least in their series versus ascend that was really the only series that i was able to watch them truly play and even though they got you know two owed versus ascend for that um they that was some crispy sharp aim there was some really great plays going on from them so i mean i think they can make it back i hope they make it back because I don't know. That being said, you know, the, this whole this whole like tournament, they only took one map out of like wow. every game that they played versus guild. So something's going wrong for yeah. sure. But that but you're right though, this is such an interesting opportunity for like the budding GMs of this scene because like do you look at let's say this team gets relegated. Do you look at this team as a failure or do you see the high points on this team? Like I personally haven't watched them enough to know, but you sounds like you're starting to see that. So that's the question, right? There's, I bet you there's value here. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, mm-hmm. I guess my only other thing is, you know, Ascend, um, Ascend didn't make it, you know, the champions of last year. Um, but honestly, just judging by their reactions to losing out versus BBL yesterday, I think they are kind of relieved not to make it to playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. I think the whole team is kind of going through uh, a lot of their players are going through a lot of hardships right now, and they're kind of happy to just take a break and just recenter. I mean, you've got people that have family in Ukraine, so they're distracted by that. But then apparently Zeke uh. also had a mental breakdown and had to be subbed in last minute for the BBL match. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's not doing well mentally, but it, for with, I guess, the silver lining, I, if you can call it a silver lining, like, Ascend is taking it seriously. They immediately are, like, supporting Zeke and, like, helping him get the help that he needs to bounce back. I just, I really hope he does come back, if anything. He's such a good yeah. player. Yeah. Fuck, dude. To thought of losing him, he was such, like, an, just a crazy breakout talent, I thought. Mm-hmm. Like, but, you know, like... <sighs> It's like, it depends on where we stand, right? Like, which role are we talking? Like, who are we, right? Are we analysts? Are we podcasts? We're podcasts. We get to be whoever the fuck we want at any time. Hell yeah. Um, and that's the beauty of it, right? Like, but for, for me, it's like, if I was talking to these guys, I the part of the perspective that maybe I won't take if I'm thinking historically, but like, dude, they have already done, they have already accomplished essentially the most magical thing you could in this game so far. Like, and if that's, for whatever reason where this ends that is such an incredible accomplishment that they get to have forever like mm-hmm. you know what i mean and like that's not to say that they don't come back i do hope they come back and i and i bet you they could but the thing is like they have already given us so much like yeah seriously <laughs> so much 
because they literally have gone up the roller coaster up and down the whole thing dude it's crazy yeah so yeah. Well, and I guess the the good thing about that is that, you know, they have that experience of being at the lowest lows and then at the highest highs. And it seems to me that a lot of the players are just accepting of the results, are just ready to come back next masters or like, you know, next next uh, challengers to retry. So I think that that's a good headspace for them all to be in. Um, yeah. You know. So I guess best of best of luck to them the next couple of times. But meanwhile, on the other side of Group A, um, big news is that definitely not Gambit M3C right. <laughs> is now will now be playing. Um, you know, I, I think I, I'm very happy that Gambit as an organization allowed those players to participate mm-hmm. under a different mm-hmm. organization name i think it's badass that their name is just masters three champions like they're just like yeah we're just gonna call ourselves champions good luck <laughs> is that yeah. what it is holy yeah. shit yep that's that's what m3c stands for they've just literally named themselves masters three champions i can't wait to hear that shout casted <laughs> like... dude that's crazy i love it okay yeah i mean they're making a move Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Like, look, I've said this to a bunch of people, and it just to me, I probably said it on this podcast last time. Like, they, we just fell in love with them, man, and for no, for, for real reasons. Like, their team is so interesting. The way they play, they work really hard. Like, they're super coordinated. They're super innovative. Like, they are such a joy to the scene. It's like it's so, it makes me so happy that I get to watch them play more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I'm so happy that an agreement was reached because it was just another one of those things where I'm just like, geez, like if a tournament's without Gambit, then is it real? Like, yeah. Is it an actual tournament? Like I was kind of feeling very down in the dumps about it. Unfortunately, you know, they all have to basically marathon the rest of their matches for the next three days. Um, so, you know, that's less than ideal, I suppose. Um, but actually, I feel like if there's any team who has, like, marathoned a series, like, they have the experience as a team to be yeah. able to withstand that. It might um, even be good for them. They're kind of, like, more of, a, like, a warm-up team anyways. Like, they might just keep their engines running. And I mean, who knows? Obviously, mm-hmm. there's crazy stuff going on, too, and they might just totally collapse, too. Like, it, you know, who exactly. knows? Exactly. You never... That's the thing. Like, this whole this whole season, I feel like, has a yeah. big asterisk over EMEA. You know, you got FPX, who's not playing with Angel. Um, Mm -hmm. and so it's like, that's a big asterisk on like the potential for FPX. Where is FPX right now in the standings? Oh, they are three and one. They are the top of the group. So it is possible Mm -hmm. that they'll make it to playoffs. But like, even so it's like the form that they were in with Angel is like, oh, I I don't know. It's in shambles, (laughs) but like, it's, let's put it this way. The European scene will I am certain recover like if they are so, like it's overall as a scene super strong super interesting super diverse play style wise it has a lot of really I think immense advantages like there's so many different styles of teams over there and styles of players that are getting on different styles of teams and so like I feel like it is just a growth like like scene like I just feel like it's so good like I, I love watching it like almost all the teams I would say yeah um, and so I feel like if you have that like you can come back. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. 
So yeah, group uh, Group A is still kind of undetermined as to who exactly is going to get relegated versus, you know, be able to move on to playoffs. You know, I feel like I want to say that big looks like it's going to go to the promotion tournament only because they're 0-4 right now. Hmm. Um, but I guess anything can happen. I mean, for all we know, uh, you know, M3 champions could very well just lose the rest of their games, which would totally suck. <laughs> yeah. So... Well, and keep in mind, they were also kind of playing up the villain a bit, like, too. And and I would say, like, in really light, kind, like, like basically wrestling, but not even remotely wrestling. Like, like barely <laughs> scratching the surface of wrestling levels of, like, branding. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they got red in their jerseys and shit. And, like, they have, like, an intensity to them. Mostly because they don't speak the fucking language. And they're probably terrified looking around. Like, who the fuck are any of these people? I can't talk to anyone. I just want to go home and watch anime. But, like... <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is it's really awkward to play up the enemy in this social context right that that feels really different by the mm -hmm. way just some random thing that's not useful to anyone but do you see how navi here at number three has russia under like listed yeah which isn't true they're ukrainian it's interesting. Um, well i think but i think it's because and i mean this might be slightly misguided, but I believe that they were owned by a Russian company. But then after the events that unfolded, they dropped that company and are now like fully Ukrainian, I believe. Wow. wow. Yeah. yeah. I'm waiting for the world to for that to shake out and people to explain that to me, to be honest. Like, <laughs> like I don't yeah, I don't know shit about I was like actually fucking, reading. You know? I, I was actually reading up on it because yeah, I thought it didn't really make sense why uh, why Gambit wasn't allowed, but Navi was. But it's because Gambit as an organization is owned by a company that is being sanctioned because it is owned by Russian oligarchs. I see. So oh, it's it there. It's one of the things that are being sanctioned. I yes. See. Yep. So it's so, like a it's a lockstep with the sanctions. It's like a vote. Yeah. Up. Yeah, I see. So basically, and I'm glad that Gambit has recognized, like, listen, our company, like, our organization has our hands tied behind our back because, you know, like, our our owners are being sanctioned. Like, there's nothing we can do. However, we're going to pretty much not necessarily release our players, but, like, we're going to let our players do their own thing, um, yeah. which is great. I and think honestly, it raises a lot of questions as to how it will work if they make it to Iceland because it's like yeah. Gambit handles their travel and their visas and I don't I don't yeah. know how any of that's gonna work out. And and then their their I mean their their dollars destroyed right now. Like you don't understand. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's one thing if this was before all of this, right? But at least in the current moment it's not. And so even if they want to be like really good guys about it and just send their teams out and say you guys have been practicing, like go out there, um, which it's kind of like they're doing right now. Like that kind of does feel like what's happening, but their dollars worth so much less. Like they can't, right. that could be really hard depending yeah. on how their books are. Um, exactly. But like this team, I'm telling you, man, like this is just like me just pontificating some bullshit about like life. But I, I think Gambit as a team is loved. Like, I feel like that organization like really cares about making something really good. And I just mm -hmm. feel like it just shows. Like I, and I, so it just, it feels like this is another move like that where they're just like, look, okay, we, we're going to have to be this way, but we want you guys to go succeed because you've been working so fucking hard. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it seems like that's the general consensus just with even like fans of the scene and just like 
players in general. It's like people want to see these players play with them and people recognize like a tournament without them is like not a real tournament almost. Yeah. So, you know, really glad that they were able to come to a consensus on that and a solution and just hope the best. I, I, I had not totally like understood this because, I, again, I don't follow the Counter-Strike scene as well, but I've been listening to occasional podcasts, and apparently the way the top 10 teams are right now, like it was something like four of them could fall off the top 10 as a result of just like world moves and people not being able to play because Russia and Ukraine were having essentially the golden age of their Counter-Strike. They were like dominating everyone. Right. Like, and their players were amazing. Their coaching staff was amazing. Their strategies were amazing. And they had so many good players. And they still do. Um, and they played together, by the way, too. <laughs> and there was, like, a really, like, actually, like, kind of beautiful thing that I heard about where, like, Simple, like, the best player in Counter-Strike. I watched who, that. Yeah, did you watch his, that? His, uh, like, mm-hmm. the speech he made prior to mm-hmm. Katowice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Continue. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, that's <laughs> it, though. That's it. Like, exactly. Like, that was just... That's what you realize when you're like, okay, who are these esports people here in our scene? Like, who, what best describes them? And it's like, these are people that travel around the world for a video game that they love. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's different. Like, these exactly. people, I would say, usually love all the people in the world that they meet. They love their adventures around the world. Like, they're, you know what I mean? Like, that's what it goes, it is. goes beyond politics when it comes to esports in that in that way. I mean, like just think of it like you think about all the gushing over Redgar that happened during Masters mm-hmm. Berlin, right? Mm-hmm. Like every single player that met him was just like, "This is the nicest guy ever," and like, and his back is know. really fucked up. Like that shit was really <laughs> relevant. <laughs> so I'm just gonna hit that one home forever. <laughs> Instant branding. Just make your back a Z, okay? <laughs> Instant brand thing. Yeah, don't don't make your sponsor a chiropractor at all because we don't want that shit fixed. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. Actually, if they that or go the other way, maybe it is a chiropractor sponsor. Like maybe, <laughs> like maybe that's what they need. Like, yo, we can fix your shit. Like, we got him up and running in like three years. <laughs> he used to literally be like a folded napkin. <laughs> It just you know wouldn't I mean? be the same if there wasn't the folded napkin stance, though. <laughs> yeah. No, but no, but you're absolutely right. And, like, I just think, like, guys, like, like think about what we come here to do. I don't mean just we. I mean literally, literally everyone, probably, to some degree, comes here to watch, like, the most beautiful play from this game that we can see. And I, it really is a language that is spoken between everyone who plays it. And one mm-hmm. of the most beautiful things ever is to hear your language played from someone who doesn't speak your language and who doesn't think the same way you do because it's just like they have a totally consistent style that makes super fucking sense to them and you just look at it and you're like what the fuck is happening and that is so cool like that is such an awesome puzzle to to break apart and so like that's why all of these people love each other (laughs) because they're all like learning these weird languages and like dialects i guess i could say of the same language so yeah Mm -hmm. It's a very, you know, I don't know, man. Now we're just getting to like. It's, it's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. the beautiful game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the game, the language of the game, man. It brings us together. Yeah, that's like, I don't know. And I feel like that is such a common narrative in actual sports, but like, I don't really watch actual sports, so it's new to me. <laughs> oh, I mean, but yeah. But like, 
I, I think like if, if you're out there listening and you haven't seen that simple clip of mm-hmm. the the speech that he makes, like go ahead and look it up. I think you can just search like, you know, Katowice 2022 simple speech or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's just a, like hell. I don't even know the kid. And I'm like tearing up as he's like yeah. talking. And I'm like, yeah. Do you yeah. know any <laughs> of his backstory at all? I mean, I just know he's a very well-respected Counter-Strike player. Like, okay. people... You gotta know his history, though, then. Because trust me, it gets better. Because he... Okay. He's like a prodigy. Like, for ev- pretty much every year he's been on the scene, he has just been one of the best players there. Like, stats-wise, every measure, like, pretty much every game. Like, like obviously, he's had games where he's not the best player in the server, but he's pretty much typically there. Like, we're talking, like this guy was feeling like CNED was feeling in his peak for like years. Just mm-hmm. like this guy is just a shining star of skill. But, but the thing is he had a downside. He was a fucking asshole rager and nobody wanted to play with him. No one. And he literally was like on all of these teams and he was getting kicked from all these teams. He's carrying that team and he's getting kicked at the same time. Like if you are a team and someone is literally winning you games, qualifying you places, and you're kicking this guy, like, that that says something. So he's like Dardock, if Dardock was good. <laughs> if Dardock was actually good. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> is Dardock hella toxic? I've heard Dar- Dardock's hella toxic. I mean, he, he's yeah. just one of those people that, like, he has gone, like, he, he makes the grand, like, tour around the whole LCS, like, playing for every single team, I swear. And, like, he always gets dropped because of attitude issues. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! But That's teams a fucking keep signing problem. him and being like, "Hey, this we'll make time it work. For sure, we'll make it work." Anyway. Oh shit! He's an asshole. We never knew. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's there's a there's a there's a golden chalice of a skillful asshole. You're like, well, if I can just make him be reasonable, we can win a lot of shit. That's like a really strong engine. And so, anyways, one of the things he famously did was stand in for a north american team at a like a legitimate like a world tournament with players like it was i think it was fucking like nitro and hiko and fucking like it was insane it was for team liquid um like a lot of names you would know and they like destroyed and simple fucking destroyed and literally all of the rumors coming out of that are like they're literally winning they're getting further than this team has ever gotten and they're like contemplating kicking like in that moment and they win the tournament and afterwards they were like nah fuck that guy i don't want to play with that guy like even though we just won a tournament which they had literally never like it was insane um and yeah like he was just kind of like a i would say i mean like kindly but like you know an internet fucking like rager kid like he would say really like horrifying things like especially like translated stuff like he'd be like oh in our culture it's fine to say horrifying thing like ah. and here it's you know what i mean <laughs> One of and you're like people yes oh um yeah we don't like that question mark like but he would just yeah i mean there are literally stories of him where people would be like playing bad in a spot and he would just go up to them and be like hey you need to play this spot better let me show you go to where i was and then you'd be like what the fuck like in the middle of a match and he'd just be like this is how you play and then he would just get a 4k and then be like now do that okay i'm going back and he would just like run back to his side of the fucking defense set and this dude would just be like destroyed (laughs) (laughs) like what the fuck and like he would like man a few words but incredible talent but anyways like he for a number of times was like 
like I would say under fire by the community for just being a fucking asshole. And like he had to really, really work incredibly hard. And he eventually found himself on Navi, which like was like that's like the team you would want to be on. Like mm-hmm. like that is like the dream for him. Okay. He's on the best team in his region. He's like, this is incredible. I have to go. And he basically said that interview, like, I have to go and I have to like essentially like be stronger as a person. Like because, like, essentially to him, this is, like, the greatest opportunity ever. And mm-hmm. he goes there, and he plays on, like, where there's still some old veterans on that team, and they're not quite getting to where they need to go, but they're so close because, like, their veterans are just, just falling off just enough that he literally carried that team for, like, multiple years, and they never won. They pretty much never won anything. It was, like, these these dark years for him. Where years. We're talking, like, you know, 10 20 tournaments where just like they would come really fucking close he'd be the top of the whole scoreboard and they'd lose and he was like holy fucking people were like you gotta move you gotta go to a different team do something and he stuck with it and eventually one of his coaches blade gave this famous interview where he said something along the lines of like hey i studied i studied this other team okay this is like in my language not his his is way smarter (laughs) sounding but like yo i studied this other team and they built a system and we're gonna build a system around you and you're gonna be our star piece and we will win and simple was like okay and basically they went and did that for like a year and everyone was like this coach is fucking terrible this is not working they're losing way more games than they were they got some like weird players from like the like you know other like earlier scenes like some other teams and stuff like that that they're like promoting from their academy spot and stuff like this isn't going to work and they just stead the course the whole time and all of a sudden after about a year they just stopped losing (laughs) (laughs) they built this system and they stopped losing and they literally went on one of the most like terrifying like sprees of all time. And it was like, obviously simple was incredible, but like other people were stepping up and singing and getting what they needed and the resources that they needed. And it was fucking crazy. And basically all the interviews you hear after that, and I would even say after his period where he got in Navi for the first time, he's like way less toxic. And he talks about specifically after they built the system around him, he realized he had this conversation with Blade and he said, listen, listen, like, I'm playing, like, the best player in the world that we can't win. And he, Blade was like, it's a team game. Like, you need to do more for the team, and you need to accept that if they don't play well, you can't win without them, basically. You, like, you need to help them. And basically, he did that. He realized he could not win by being the best player in the world. He had to win by being a teammate. And literally, they stopped losing. And it was just like, I just... That journey is so fucking magical. So he's the one giving the speech. It's just like, this dude was a toxic kid, bro. It's beautiful. Sounds it's what Riot dreams. very inspirational. My eyes are getting misty. Just because <laughs> just like, this is what sports is all about. You're like, oh, no, sorry. I've just been looking at the screen a lot today. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. That's just, it's just worth knowing. It's, Sentinels it's a rule can training. take a page from this rule book. Oh, <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh no, Sentinels. We watched you today, man. It was all right. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. So anyways, thanks for that story. But yeah, it's just worth knowing that, dude, he is a special guy, man. Special mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so definitely get, definitely go check that out. But I think other than that, like, that's really all we have to say about EMEA. I mean, I guess we'll just see how playoffs really shape up. Okay. Um, yeah. But that's kind of not to be determined until... It says they don't start playing till the 22nd, which is next Tuesday for playoffs which seems weird i mean the thing is their their schedule's so disjointed because of all the pauses and everything so i guess to be determined on that we'll have to see how that shapes up but you know overall 
we can now talk about North America, a okay. you know, region that okay. did complete everything. <laughs> okay. Guess. And you know it was okay. I'm the number one fucking hater of leagues and i've already sort of slightly let that slip a little bit too much on the podcast i think and it's like yes okay secret okay the mask is off i hate fucking league systems i always have but there were some interesting storylines here i'm not gonna lie mm-hmm. like there are some teams that i now know the name of that i didn't before and that is cool exactly i mean we i i did listen back to our very first episode on what we were saying about half of these teams and like mm. i think it is very interesting how the tables have turned i mean i think right? the big one just being 100 thieves um they did win a game oh they did (laughs) good for them (laughs) they they won a series versus zero and five eg so you know wow good on them yeah they managed to do it um and it was a 2-0 nonetheless you know way to go guys i it did sound like though i guess like uh jc stanny did tweet after the win and he's just like thanks 100t for letting me trial with you guys and it didn't seem like that was a permanent thing i wonder do you think that's like contractually like like he has to say that or do you think he's like saying that to signal like just so we're clear like this is where this is i i i honestly don't know like i feel like I don't know. I, I feel like it would just be fine to just be like, hey, great series. So glad I got to play with this team or something. Like, it was a very weird and, mm. like, so glad of my time trialing with 100 Thieves. Like, maybe that was just him signaling to other teams, like, please pick me up. Please pick like, me up. Or or 100 Thieves, please sign. Holy fuck, please sign. Yeah, I thought JC Stanley was a fucking stand-up star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought he looked great, bro. Like, look at this. I mean, this thing you got in front of us, this overtime game where he's 24 and 16 on omen like this is the meta guys have your smokers kill people trust me it's good <laughs> i'm telling you <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. yeah well and that's that's another thing so the thing is we haven't talked for two weeks since we last talked like the meta has completely shifted yeah. now astra got some insane nerfs to her people call her unviable i argue that that's not the case that's you not just true have to play that's smarter. total bullshit <laughs> total bullshit and trust me it will without i mean maybe they'll change her because this ride and they change things fast but if they just leave her she is going to creep her way right back in she is just an incredible character it's it's very much people being like nerf equals character bad and that is i think a very simplistic way of looking at things like dude do you remember do you see the earlier clips from this meta where it was like they were playing like four smokers in solo queue at the same time and like nobody could see anything and there was just smokes everywhere and like it was like i think it was like tens or something and he's just like i can't see anything he's like laughing like oh man it's like yeah you can try that in the new meta but that doesn't make any fucking sense and it's not going to stay like mm-hmm. even though they buffed all these smoke characters that doesn't mean you just put four in a row and now you just have like a super op squad like that's who would even think that would work <laughs> like, exactly yeah it's fair to I mean, try it, it, it is but... nice because vipers stopped being played which yeah. is wonderful and then like astra being nerfed also allows for that so you know you can actually see what's happening in front of you it's amazing (laughs) what can happen yeah dude the game quality has really improved like right away i would argue yeah for sure you can definitely tell like series (laughs) the thing is i i think this is definitely calling out a lot of teams who have relied on smoke players who only play astra though um i i think while some teams are thriving in this new meta, I do feel like some teams are kind of being called called out a little bit. I my eyes are on the guard a little bit. Uh, mm. They've 
The Guard has... Okay, so I will say, first of all, The Guard has become a team that I just love watching. Yeah. Um, yeah. I never would have thought that I would say that prior to this. I actually didn't even know who half of them... Actually, who any of them really yeah, were. Yeah, literally one uh, player. I knew one player. Saya player. Right. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they really proved to, like... I mean, they ended the series 4-1, and one, their one loss against 5-0 and oh, Cloud9. So it's like, that's not bad. That's a very good showing up. And even so, yeah. like... Playing versus C9, their first match on bind, where they, like, take Cloud9 13-7. Like, they looked crisp, clean, beautiful. Like, Yeah, teamwork. They they play, yeah, they play well together as a team. Um, And I think it just kind of got exposed a little bit on Ascent when I think Valen just tried to still play Astra. I think V1 has proven that Astra can still be played on Mm -hmm. Ascent. Mm -hmm. Um. Of course, I think it also is side dependent, like which side do you begin on as well? Like, yeah, I guess I really don't know much, but it definitely seemed like the nerfs to Astra kind of hindered how Valen likes to play her on Ascent. And they didn't nearly have like B site locked down as well as they used to, especially yeah. versus Cloud9. And it maybe that's so just because. Cloud9 like studied them and like could yeah. read them very well. That could also be a very valid reason. Yeah. Um, they but but like they 13 0 Hunted Thieves and caused all this fucking drama basically on this map. Right. And so the desk like noted that like yo check it out on the way in and I was like, "Oh shit. This could be a 2-0." And then you walk into this game and they get fucking slapped. It was yes. like, "Oh." Because you know, Cloud9's actually really good. <laughs> Like, and that's okay. Well, and, and vanity and vanity ends up being a pretty good omen. I mean, he yeah. top frags that ascent game twenty and ten, but like his his blinds and his one way smokes just absolutely destroyed a lot of what the guard were trying to set up and put down. Yeah. Um, like it was near impossible for them, and I feel like just half of them just got mowed down because they just couldn't see stuff due to omen utility. Yeah. So you know, good for them. Well, you know, good yeah. for Cloud Nine. They they've shifted to the meta they seem to know how to play it um mitch just casually playing killjoy with six deaths like yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> he just didn't die dude i was looking I, I love watching mitch play because i feel like if anyone has like pocket strats it's fucking mitch like watch the way he plays and he's like got plays like yo i'm doing the play and this <laughs> one fucking works like you can feel him rubbing his hands together like i'm getting one here okay <laughs> you guys ready for me to get one i'm getting one like <laughs> I mean, just harken back to the 100T game, the frenzy mm-hmm. round that shook the world, <laughs> that tilted 100T to dismantle their roster. I don't know, but, like, yeah. yeah. Mitch has a lot of, like, very big brain plays. I-, I think that, what was the other one I was thinking of? It might have been versus 100T as well, but on Breeze. But, like, mm. Mitch just holds down sights so well. Like, it yeah. is it is a joy to actually watch him. And as, like, somebody who loves to play Cypher, I love watching his Cypher. Yeah. I think he plays him very well as a lurk. Um, yeah. I mean, Cloud9's looking good. Like, yeah. they, like I said, they ended the whole group 5-0. and I think they are looking poised to be a favorite for playoffs. Um, yeah. I think the question is, who really can challenge them? from the group b side um Mm -hmm. which is when i'm rubbing my hands together i'm just like ooh, v1 c9 give it to me i I really want to see that i know 
It'd be good. It, I dude, like, please. Like, I think these teams get to play with the big boys now. Like, to me, like, I would take all of them and throw them in an international tournament. Like, mm -hmm. because I want to see all of them. Like, you can make a tournament big enough to let these people, like Sentinels, bomb out. Okay? We can do that. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, God. But we just watched our game today, and it was brutal, you guys. They were just torn apart. Um, yeah. We uh, we ended up watching, yeah. The one we're specifically talking about is V1 versus Sentinels. The very, you know, their last match. Yeah, it was... Well, okay, first of all, the Ascent game, like, V1 just, like, mopped the floor with Sentinels. Mm -hmm. like, it didn't even look close. Like, actually, it looked slightly close. I think there was a time that Sentinels was up 3-0, maybe 2-0 or something. <laughs> maybe, dude. And then at one point, it was 4-4, and we're like, ooh, wow, it's, like, kind of evenly matched. And then just version 1 was like, what if we just never lose a round again? Yeah. Like, cool. <laughs> we'll yeah. do that. And Sentinels is like buying sheriffs all the time because they're just like, I mean, you listen, it's it's just so gambly, right? Like it's so like, well, if Tens shoots three people in a you know a Reddit clip and literally children across the country and probably across the world are salivating whenever they watch Sentinels for a Tens clip to put on Reddit quick, you know what I mean? Like they've got their fucking like you know clip and ship method like yeah. clean, okay, for watching Tens. But the thing is, dude. That is not a fucking strategy that's going to work all the time. Like, that's just mm -mm. that's just number one fundamentals to me. So, like, they they really looked like they weren't working, like, to be honest. Like, it just, they're donating, like, player deaths, like, all over the place. Like, they're hitting sites and then just, like, stopping and freezing and rehitting for, like, just a million hours. And mm -hmm. it's like, you look at it and you're just kind of like okay like you feel like you have this read and i don't know if they're just one dimensional or the people are reading it or like if they have flaws in their strategies that are getting exposed or like what exactly it is but it just looks really bad like i don't know how to put it it's just like it just it feels like they always find a way to do like the wrong thing like yeah you know at the same time i feel like i feel like it it appeared that way because v1 just had them read so mm -hmm. well it's like but then again, I think it's because also Sentinels likes to default to the like standard like wait outside of sight, tens dashes in, we all go in after him. Mm -hmm. And they do that so repetitively that V1 just never even allowed that to happen on both Ascent and Haven for that matter. Like they really relied on these heavy utility comps yeah. that, you know, I, I think we were watching a particular round on the Ascent uh ascent round where tens dashes onto a site and we're like why did nobody follow him in and it's because right. like there's an astra suck and probably a concuss and like there's a bunch of yeah. utility that's happening in that doorway that's not allowing the rest of sentinels to go in and because yeah. tens needs that backup he he is an insane player at times but when he dashes in by himself like v1 was just ready for it they were like okay he's yeah. dashed in yeah you know close down close down the entry Go points point. yep. and yep. somebody shoot tens okay now we can pick them off one by one as they try to come in and pick up the pieces yeah like and dude you're so yeah. right about that dude i i mean we saw that so many times and that's it is good on uh v1 for sure for that setup it's also good on that whole character astra that just must suck and just must <laughs> not be good anymore but but at the same time like 
somehow the good teams and you know like maybe smarter people than us can figure it out but somehow the good teams are able to attack sites and their jets also do jet like dash in like penny he was dashing in um, yeah but they figured out ways to like also be there <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah that, that's a strange th- yeah that that's also an interesting thing it's like yeah I, I guess like V1 was able to do it sent to Sentinels, but Sentinels wasn't able to do it to V1 as easily. There were plenty right. of, I, right. I, I think there were a fair amount of rounds where Penny would go in and die for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it always just seemed like his team was either closer behind him or like, yeah, I, I don't even know what it was, but it definitely seemed like it was more even traded whenever Penny would do it versus whenever Tens would do it. Yeah. For sure. Oh, totally. And that's the create space concept. Like it's it's about like how what is your team doing with the fact that people have to like whip their heads around and like follow you in a smoke or like try to like you know they're not their recoil isn't reset like they're vulnerable so you have to like start one tapping around corners but I feel like they just always got stalled and that and that does come down to what you're talking about like the reading and stuff totally like but it's just it's so awkward to watch allegedly your best player go in one v four die <laughs> like yeah. it's like 1v3 or something and you're just like man imagine what that guy could do and you there you saw it in one of these games i think it was like it was a haven game where like mm-hmm. he his like only two kills in the game are like a rifle and then he's like sick time to off and i'm like no it was the first thing <laughs> working for you the whole series stop sheriffing but 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 yeah like i honestly i don't think they deserve to win with their strategy and like their team coordination mm-hmm. like i just i just don't think they do and like this close game on haven it did not feel this close like i don't know why it was so close and it was but it did yeah not i mean the, the the rounds that sentinels won felt scrappy i think sentinels won out on a lot of 1v1 situations um which i definitely think helped with their 11 score line for sure mm, yeah. um but even so, it's just like the rounds that V1 won just seemed so much more coordinated run uh, wins. Like, it would be something like they retake a site as five and murder everybody and five people are alive after the fact. Yeah. Um, and sure, there. I think there were a couple rounds that V1 botched. Like, I think there was like a round where they just march into C site and like don't check the corner and dab oh, yep. like mows them all down. Yep. But like... I don't know. They're they're just able to adjust to that very well. And I mean, if you want like a utility showcase, like just watch that Haven game and especially like watch their retakes on CT side because it's just like yeah. beautiful things of like omen blinds, breach blinds, breach concusses, breach yeah. mollies. Like it's yeah, it's absolutely insane all of the ways that they were able to pile on all the utility around together. Yes. Like, I think there's, like, a realm where, like, Zom's, like, teepees into heaven at one point, <laughs> and they just unload all the utility up there. Yeah. It's just, like, one of those things where you just watch, like, you know, photos taken moments before a disaster strikes or something like that, yeah. where you're like, oh, no. You might be wondering how I got here. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, dude, it's, like, sad because you're, like, looking and you're, like, so surely, like, when they're throwing all this utility, like, Sentinels will find a way to, like, either attack or go somewhere else right like like right. he doesn't die immediately and you're sitting there going like you know in terms of creating space this is pretty good like it's not great because he's pretty much dead for free but but maybe they get the site right and it's like it felt like everyone on sentinels was just watching him die <laughs> like right. and just being like 
We should turn around, bro. No, nah, let's go. We're here. Like, he was just like, dude, come on. <laughs> <laughs> People go. Um, yeah, it's it's true, though. Like, so the thing is, like, V1, super coordinated, man. And the thing is, they, they, they use the utility, like you said. And it's true. Utility is very beautiful to look at. And it's one of the unique things of this game. But they're fundamentals. They're, like, mm -hmm. crossfires. They're, like, aggro trading. It's just, ooh, it's looking clean. Clean peeking. I mean, that Xander ace is just, I, I'm going to watch that ace probably for like the rest of my life. Because if you want, <laughs> a, actually, if you want a master class on how to cleanly peek yeah. people as they march in, like that is him. He just like easily slices with the wall of just picking up one and then going back in and coming back out two, three. Like, but it's just like this such rapid rhythm and it's yeah. beautiful to watch just where his crosshair placement is. Like, Oh, it, it, I'm like orgasming yeah, right yeah, now just thinking yeah. about it. I'm just like, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's literally flawless. It's literally flawless. It, it feels like he played the, like the aim is not just like kind of on point. It's like perfectly on point. You know what I mean? <laughs> Every single shot is like, it was no cheesy like, oh, that was a headshot, huh? It was like, oh. Like, it just felt like you've spent, yeah, orgasm is a good term. I don't know, man. You know when like you see beautiful Valor and you're like, oh, wow that was exciting exhilarating like holy shit because you're just sitting there like you are and we all are like at this gym of like trying to get better at this thing in some ways whether it's with our mind whether it's with our bodies or both but it's like to watch someone actually do it that clean even if just for a moment is ju it's just joyous dude and the sound effects the first so it's technically the second the second and third but the first mm -hmm. and second you see are so fast with such a clean recoil reset it's just like he speaks the language of the game. It's beautiful. Just, oh, yeah. I remember seeing that. I was saying some dumbass shit that I don't remember now. And then I just, dude. <laughs> like McCoy, I, I heard McCoy's voice go like further from the mic. And he's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Like that's the dream, bro. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. And what, what you have to understand though, is that like, and it's not that you don't understand this, but I always love to think of clutches this way, but it's like, they are not, well, he not only had incredibly clean aim, but he is facing like five of some of the best aimers like in the world. You know what I mean? Top 1% for sure. And he destroys all of them in that moment. Just like wins every fight. It's, oh, it's joyous. Because like those people, you think they wouldn't kill him real quick if they gave him an opportunity? Of course they would. <laughs> of course they would. Yeah. But. I mean, that, that being said though, like Sentinel's, a, you say the best aimers. Sentinel's aim did not look good. You're right. At, like, the, they're You're rifling. Right. I, I would argue Shazam probably had the best... Not even rifling, because half of the 1v1 clutches Shazam got was with, like, the sheriff. So, you know, he's good at sheriffing. Yeah, and shock darting, too, for that matter. But, but actual rifling looked bad <laughs> on Sentinel's yeah. part. It... I don't know. Like, I, I think there was like one part where we watched like dapper, dirty spray somebody coming out of you know oh, window. window. Yeah. <laughs> and I think you yourself was just like Jesus Christ, stop. Yeah, it's <laughs> really dude, because because we had literally been obsessing over just like the cleanliness of aim that we were seeing, and you know in this game when a team is just feeling confident and clean and their mechanics are good and like they're aligned, and then you see these like old school fucking dirty sprayers just hard whiffing oh it's just it's so painful um it's actually really interesting design wise though because like there are a number of different strategies that if people do them you have to understand that these are people that are willing to play the odds run shooting 
you know what I mean? Like where people just like full running spray something like an SMG or a phantom, Mm -hmm. for example, these are really inconsistent, but viable strategies in certain places. And certain people are confident that they are the best strategy in certain places, but you can tell the players who believe that and the players that reset the recoil, no matter what, and just shoot you in the head. (laughs) You can tell, you can tell. And when a team is all of the mindset of like, we're very precise. If we miss, we reset our recoil because we need to like get some accurate shots. We're going for headshots. We're trying to kill people. Those type of people are, they're terrifying because you know, like if you don't instantly kill them, they're not going to like let you dirty spray, kill them. You might get lucky sometimes, but they're just this like impending doom coming to you. That's why they call yay El Diablo is because he has really clean mechanics too, like this and a really slow sense. And so just, he is going to kill you. The question is, can you kill him first? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they're like, that's why people do all these cheesy shots to get up, like pre-fires and shit around the corner. Like, huh? 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 Because they're hoping they kill him with that because if they just straight up fight him, it's really hard. <laughs> right. And that's what Xander feels like. Xander feels like a lot like Ye, actually. And so, like, Ye could have been a smoker if he wanted to, but he's just some other demon now. But, like, these slow sense people... They're demons. Like, obviously, fast sense people are demons, too. And there's a bunch of characters that enable them. But these slow sense people that can hit fucking Vandal. Notice that they all use the fucking Vandal. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, the people who come to me and are like, yeah, the Phantom's so much better. I'm like, yeah, because you can't aim, dude. And I just, I, (laughs) that's how I feel. And I'm not sure if I'm right or not, but these are the dirty sprayer types. They're like, they're rarely precise with it. And I'm like, look, dude, you would feel totally differently if you shot for heads. Like, that's just. This is what it is. And some people don't do that. And some people do. And it sounds silly, but like shooting for the head is like an art and not everybody does it. And if you do it, you're going to recognize the value of a mantle. Exactly. Look at this Xander clip, bro. Okay. Yep. Oh, it's beautiful. I have no horse in this uh, phantom versus vandal. It's just what I'm feeling that day. Some yeah. days it's a vandal day. Other days I'm like, Ooh, we're going to take out the phantom. <laughs> and that's super reasonable. I think that's like a much more reasonable approach than people are like really, really entrenched about it. To me, it's like, I think they're both good, but I'm offended that people think the Vandal is bad. <laughs> like, like I can tell you the problems with the Vandal for sure. There are problems with it. But to say that it is bad is a relative statement. I wish it was better for my own personal enjoyment. But to say it's bad, it's like, have you seen what it can do? <laughs> like, are you not familiar with a headshot? It does extra damage. I should write it on the tooltip. Anyways, all right, yeah, let's get out of here. Cool. Um... <laughs> <laughs> all right well we'll do oh, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. but i so i guess we can pose the question though so like so clearly v1 looks poised and like we want to see them internationally now and i i i full expect them to make it out of these playoffs and into reykjavik um i i also think that about cloud nine the question is is it possible for Sentinels to upset one of these two teams to go instead? I'm posing this yes. question to you. No, I'm thinking about it. Um, and this is specifically Optic? Mm. Or no, who's... You, who, well, I was saying Sentinels, but you think Optic could no, no, possibly be No, 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 no. Who to a... who? You're saying like... Okay, wait, wait. Say it again. So, okay. So, I'm thinking of the two teams to make it to Reykjavik... From this the group, two teams right now that okay. look poised okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. to do so are Cloud9 and V1. Yes. You know, they, they have the flawless record. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess I can extend it to every single team that has made it. So we can go to this like main event thing. So of these other teams, so Knights, mm. Optic, X-Set, Luminosity, Guard, Sentinels, 
who do you think can possibly p- play spoiler yeah to this i think so that's dude i think that's a great way to describe it too because i really do feel like it would be playing spoiler like i think mm-hmm. at this point if sentinels does win i think they are spoiling someone else's much more well-deserved run <laughs> um but yeah should we like go through these and like see who we think like because there's a bracket in front of us we could like do a little bit mm-hmm. of guessing here and there yeah, dude, we've okay got, we've got our upper quarterfinals face-offs here so yeah. we've got you know cloud nine versus pittsburgh knights um yeah. we really haven't watched any knights games have we i'm gonna confidently say cloud nine should win okay yeah i mean okay. i think i think that's fair <laughs> i'm not gonna argue with that <laughs> so like we're, we're half expecting cloud nine to make it out of there i hope so listen seriously they they are such a good team like i really hope they do mm-hmm. right yeah you know res- reservations against vanity aside you want to see them make it out yeah they, i mean honestly i mean vanity's Centered english language <laughs> yeah yeah like no like vanity <laughs> using the english language not my favorite but vanity using the valent like valorant language it's really effective <laughs> it's really effective <laughs> that's all you can ask for yeah i mean sometimes he uses the valorant language to shoot people's corpse and like teabag them and stuff but you know i think it's a rampant problem in the league so i don't know if we should look at just vanity <laughs> i love how i'm starting to make <laughs> reservations now because i want to love cloud Nine. listen they fucking earned it man i don't know like what do you want me to say like i i respect game bro and i think they play a mean fucking game like i really like the way they play i'm not saying you know i think they're like not infallible and i think actually like vanity said this too where he's like you know we're not just like the best in an a and it's like you kind of are but at the same time i know what he means he means like we're not that far ahead we need to keep our eye on the prize like we could get upset at any time like we need to be focused and dialed and i respect that because it's true like optic on a good day can crush you like v1 scary fucking team like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's some things out there. So, hopefully Knights isn't that, because I haven't seen any of their games, and I really just, I just, I don't want, please don't take Cloud9. That's fine. This is a lower bracket. Oh, God, I mean, please. there there is a lower bracket, I guess, we've got going. But, yeah, it's kind of one of those things. I think it's half expected. Knights are two and three. They ended two and three. Mm-hmm. You know, so they just barely made it into this in the first place. Um, but... I, I think it's full expecting Cloud9 to handle that. Yeah. Optic So then asset. we have, yep, Optic Exit. I mean, I would love to see Optic go on. Me too. Personally. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I like Optic as a team. I like their philosophy, it seems, when it comes to a lot of stuff. I like a lot of their players. Um, they They seem to be... I don't want to say inconsistent. Like, they did end 3-2, and two, so they have a winning record. But it's just kind of like the maps that I saw them lose were a little bit concerning to me at Definitely. times. Definitely. Um, yeah. So it's like, if they're able to be on form, um, then I fully expect them to take on Xset easily. Yeah. Um, but... You know, Xset has won their fair share of games too. You know, they're not three and two for nothing. Um, yeah. Really, all I mean to say is that I just, uh, I mean, there's a lot of people on X. I, I say there's a lot of people. Like, there's Cryocells on Xset. He's beautiful to watch because yeah. he's a great player, etc. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm just biased in saying that I want Optic to beat him out just because I don't know. I, I really want to see that team kind of continue to yes. succeed. 
Yeah. And continue to play. Because at some point in time, when people lose, it's it's all fun, like fun and games until they stop playing. And then you're like, what? But I like that flavor. And like optics <laughs> like that. I like the optic flavor. So, but I think that I can see optic going into the lo- losers bracket immediately, but then working their way up from there as yeah. well. I can see a world where that happens. I could see that for Cloud9 at some point too. Like, I just, yeah. It's. <sighs> the thing is, okay, listen. What do you have to do if you're X set, right? Like, what do they have to do to be loved? I don't know. Like, if you beat Optic here and then you put up, like, a great fight and or beat Cloud9, like, yeah. Yeah, I think, like, they they have gotten to a point now where it's, like, a lot of people are on the hype train for them and I'm really happy for them. But this is where they can prove whether or not we should be hyped for them. So it's exciting. Like, I, I mm-hmm. if they play super well and they best some teams, then fair. Like, that's, that's yeah. how you do it. That's how you you gain the adoration of the fans. So I don't know if it's exciting for them. I really hope, but at least for me, yeah. Like old school, Optic's killing it. El Diablo, I like these storylines. Um, but yeah, I think when you said their losses for Optic specifically are concerning. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm terrified for Optic. I mean, but. you were talking about the, you watch Optic versus V1, Yeah. right? And so, I mean, we have like, if I'm just pulling up the game right mm-hmm. here. So like, like map one, Optic wins Ascent versus V1, 13 to 2. So Dominant. you're just like, oh, domination. Yes. Like, we love to see it. And then suddenly Haven happens and it's they lose 5 to 13. Yep. Doesn't look like it was even back and forth. They just kind of had a slight streak at the beginning and then V1 just decided, okay, we win now. Yeah. Like, GG. Yeah. And then I remember catching glimpses of the Icebox game. Mm-hmm. Ends up 5-13 again, Optic losing. Oh my god, I um, forgot about this game. Holy fuck, dude, yeah. Go on, it didn't, It didn't look close when I was catching glimpses of it. They just looked like to be losing, like, aim duels. Like, V1 just looked better aiming-wise and just, just play-style-wise. It was yeah. insane. Yeah, no, well, like, uh, dude... This is such an interesting series to talk about because if you go back to the first map, dude, like Optic just comes out so coordinated. Like, you know, the way that like the guard does or like V1 does where they're like retakes and they're just like helping each other and they're rotating super decisively and fast. And they're just like, they're like working like a unit. They literally humbled like V1. Like it was scary and they gained so much confidence in this. I think they thought this team is actually bad and made a key strategic error because they go to haven and they pick um neon victor picks neon (laughs) and he does not get it done with neon however he shows some really interesting stuff and actually if you want to learn about neon uh like watch this game because i think sean garris does a really good job um with with ddk but explaining like why neon is interesting at breaking the a specifically a on haven attack side like set up so you're on the attack breaking the defense like where there was like a breach utility that would like send right down like a main practically like right at the beginning and the neon would like get past it like it would be faster and would not get stunned and then like an astro or some shit was like yeah it was astro was trying to suck like at that corner on long a so this neon is like broken free from all of the like defenses setup um and it like it looked really cool at first and then it was kind of like oh what else can we do <laughs> like like <laughs> it was cool and and they never really got the super insane picks off of it that you were expecting it was a really cool strategy and i think it was 
justify it justified neon at least a little bit um but then when it stopped working and when everything stopped working they just grinded to a horrifying screeching like stop and just died it was it was really hard and they couldn't do anything on either side when we look at it like those there's gun rounds in there like it was it was devastating so then you go to icebox and i think pretty much only one person reset and so on icebox fucking here wait click on icebox so i can see it but yeah um like yay was literally insane in this game like i was gonna say like for only winning five rounds the fact that he ended the game 25 and 14 <laughs> insane dude insane like he almost has a 2.0 kda with only winning five rounds getting absolutely thrashed people on his team are like 4 and 18 6 and 16 7 like 16 11 17 from marv which is like decent but they are getting crushed it's like just slaughtered and every single time yay is like rotating in it's like they played the like let's just dodge yay game and it it really worked and he would literally rotate in and he'd be like in a 1v4 and he would kill like three of them like it was insane to watch and he did actually ace i think it was 1v5 or something insane to actually win around and those are the rounds that they won like literally they didn't even deserve to have like yay won them like two out of their five rounds alone like there was one time where he just went for this like ballsy ass fucking stick and just stuck the fucking bomb and they were like there's no fucking way yay's trying to peek us and he just like totally outplays them but he was just the terminator he was just walking up to people and killing them like everyone like there was a point where they were 3v1 against him and they were like fuck don't peek don't peek don't peek and they're like freaking out in corners and shit and then this one guy peeks and he dies and the other guy tries to help him but it's too delayed and then he dies too and the last guy's like running around like fuck 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 <laughs> like this was literally happening 3v1s versus yay it was crazy to watch but there was oh literally God. nothing left of the team yeah i feel like it makes sense then why last week i saw yay tweet out that he's looking for a team <laughs> <laughs> so pm <laughs> Oh, it was so sad, bro. Yay was demonic. Like, this is an El Diablo performance if you ever want to see one. Just imagine him like the Terminator. Just, you know what I'm I want to watch this now. You should watch like, this. Like, I just want to watch just someone just go kill. <laughs> we should watch this game, dude. It's fucking crazy. Like, I, w I was watching um this, like, highlight thing on YouTube. I was watching the highlights of this game. And, like, there's a couple people that do different highlights. And one of them just feels so bad because, like, they didn't include any of these things. I was like, wait, was... A 1v4 where he gets three? Is that not good enough to show on a highlight? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, I know we get Aces the Aces only. <laughs> I know. Like, they have to win. I'm like, dude, he put an entire team down. He made people like Penny and fucking, like, Xander just run for their life. Like, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you should totally watch this game. Yeah, it's, it's fucking rad as hell. Like, I, I thought, like, this is the quintessential Terminator performance. And it was just like, oh, mm -hmm. okay. That's why they pick him up. He's a he's a demon. He is a demon. Mm -hmm. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. I mean, I so I feel like even with that, and I mean, they do go 2-0 against Pittsburgh Knights. So, like, Optic did end on a high note. I guess the question is, will they be able to bring that into pro play mm -hmm. all that much? I hope so. Um, I hope so, too. I mean, I would love to see an Optic's Cloud9 game as well. Yeah. Like, so if we could get both of those to get to the upper semifinals, like, I'd be a happy camper. 
And then from there, I would just like to see good Valorant and may the best team win. Yeah. Like, because quite honestly, I just want us to send our best to North America or no to, you know, to Reykjavik. <laughs> no quitting. That's all I want. I, I feel like I've kind of like sat here like, is NA good? Like, maybe that's the whole like hopium copium thing that fucking Riot Games, I swear, just like sells to their fan base. But like, like it's no <laughs> accident that that fan base loves these terms because like it makes sense. Like you're sitting there in this fucking world where you're like, I thought some people look really good this time. That's really great. And you're like, but is that just an NA though? Or is it well, not? Right. Oh, and this is why there needs to be more international tournaments, Riot. I know, Jesus please, Christ. please, please. I'll ask nicely. I will. I've, give, <laughs> I've given up asking nicely many years ago, but I will try it again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how, we'll see where that takes you. Yeah, yeah. All right. So then we have, okay, so like V1 Luminosity, I fully expect V1 to make it out of that mm-hmm. easily. If Luminosity act upset then sad uh check his pc rigged i don't know like all that stuff like <laughs> you're going to twitter and saying something <laughs> exactly i'm gonna go to twitter just being like clearly there's stream snipers i uh-huh. don't know he looked like, at this corner you can see in this blurry screenshot he's looking up for a second and there's not a mini map on that side so that's probably a second monitor and so yeah you're <laughs> exactly. absolutely right dude but uh-huh. do you understand okay okay wait i did actually just wait quickly so as a person do you see, like, this is the exact bracket scenario why I'm always like, okay, I like an underdog story, but it means robbing the tournament of what you're hoping for at the beginning, right? Because you're sitting there going, like, I hope no upsets. I want Cloud9. I want Optic. I want V1. I want Guard? I mean, we'll talk about that in a second, but... But like you don't have. I was gonna say if there's any underdog story, it would probably be guard for me. But I I think it comes with the caveat that an underdog needs to have proven to me that they have that spark, that they have Mm -hmm. that that will. Like okay, I I think I was always like I like to always just refer to ascend, I guess. But Mm -hmm. like the reason why I like them so much, watching that Masters one tournament versus Heretics way back when, is like. They were literally this unknown org versus a org coming from, you know, just a highly organized org that was taking all the top talent. Like, this was literally a group of nobodies. But then you watch them play and you're like, huh, they've got some spark to them. Like, I look at, I'm sorry to Luminosity, I guess, but like, I look at Luminosity and I'm just like, like, you've won games. Cool. (laughs) Like, yeah. Keep in mind, one of those is versus a 100T that literally has a new roster. 2-1. Like, 2-1. Yeah, 2-1. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, I, I see flashes of brilliance, but I'm not seeing like a cohesive team flash of brilliance on yeah. their side. So it's like that sort of underdog story is like, okay, well, you would really have to prove it to me in this quarterfinals match that you deserve to be here. Like, I don't want it to be a win because V1 just, like, ran it down mid the entire time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I, I think that's the main thing. Yeah. Like, so, no underdogs, although Guard. Yeah. Like I said, Guard has kind of proven to me that they can play together. They do have some very high-level play. I think of all the, quote-unquote, Tier 2 teams mm. that made it via the qualifier, mm-hmm. like, I think guard has proven themselves to be able to hang with the big dogs Mm -hmm. uh, in more ways than one i mean they 
They 13 0 100 T. And yes, 100 T has those problems, but I mean, come on. Like, it's a 13 0, and they played it beautifully. It yeah. wasn't even close. They yeah. played brilliantly. Yeah. Um, and they took that and- confidence and they like put it somewhere positive. Like, it felt like they started to ride the wave as the wave of people started to recognize that they're a relevant team, you know? And they rode right. the wave, at least so far. A lot of pressure coming up for them. You got to understand, a lot of pressure coming up from them. But at least their first test has already happened. Their first pressure has already happened. And I think they're still playing really well. So mm-hmm. nice. You're right. I think, dude, you did such a good ex- job of explaining, like, what it is that matters about an underdog story. And I think, like, that's what people miss when they, like, because think about, like, Riot and stuff and tournament organizers. They, like, look at these tournaments and they try to think to themselves, like, can we manufacture like some things like they can't you know you think about the game design can we manufacture an overtime like is that more fun like you know casters like i really want this to go to three maps like all these sorts of concepts people want this like intense like you know game basically but at the end of the day i feel like it is a soul feeling of like wait these guys are really good and i'm like so proud of them for like the coordination they're showing and like their style and like yeah like, I think, it, I think mm-hmm. the guards are such a great example of this. I think V1, personally, also, I know they've been around for longer, but they, to me, like, still have the ascend possibility of of underdogs. Mm-hmm. I feel like both those teams are like, wow, dude, good for you guys. Like, let's go. So Yeah, I mean, V1's interesting, because I keep on thinking about their, their run last year in Iceland mm-hmm. and how dominant they looked. But, yeah, you're right. They did kind of fall off. I mean, they obviously, they didn't make it to Masters 3, and, you know, then they definitely didn't make it to Champions, <laughs> like, at all. So it's like they have kind of they, – they've picked up this new IGL in Xander, and it just seems <laughs> like they've been absolutely dominant ever since. So, like, I think it's, like, it's very weird for me to, like, consider them underdogs just because of how dominant they've been i think it's weird to consider them underdogs in the na context for sure yeah but they do kind of fit that definition i agree well like you know how optic feels like we know optic like their story now True. at this point and like cloud nine still and v1 to me like i think you took an interest in them early and i think as a result they feel excuse me i swallowed water wrong and i'm like dying over here um but <laughs> oh dear i'm fine i'm fine i think we'll see um but like they they feel like a known quantity to you, but I think to even the like top of NA, I think they're they're new, really, like because of like how long they've been out of it. So, like to me, it's like they're not a household name for me yet, but I feel like they're on the precipice of earning it, and I just think that that's so exciting for them. Like that is exciting. Mm-hmm. And I think the guards right there, guards right there. Mm-hmm. Both those people are, and in fact, we might see a V one guard matchup. Like that is possible. Ooh. The thing is, look. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, I was going to say, the thing is, how do you think guard versus Sentinels would go? So, like, mm-hmm. we've, we've, I, I feel like you're in agreement with me, like, V1 Luminosity, like, yeah. we both hope that V1, yeah. like, handily makes it out of that. Yeah. But guard versus Sentinels is interesting to me. Yeah. Um, only because I do, it, it, it appeared to me that the guard were kind of struggling with slight meta changes, but hopefully they can get something done. And then Sentinels, I don't think really have looked all that dominant. They, they don't, they haven't looked dominant when tens is underperforming, I guess is what I'll say. The only times where they've looked really good is when tens pops off. And that to me is just very worrying. Yeah. Um, that's not a win condition i mean it is i guess but 
No, but man. it's a very it's a very sh- it's a very um, precarious one to depend your wins on, I guess, of like, oh, we're only good. Like, it, it does worry me a bit. I feel like I haven't seen Sick pop off as much as he used to. Like, Dapper seems very inconsistent with the games that he does well versus the games that he doesn't. He, like, Zoms loses a lot of games where he's <laughs> on top. Oh, I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 No, you're right. And then Shazam looks, like, I think really solid, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think he, he he's probably the most consistent performance-wise that I've seen. Yeah. Where it's just, like, he's just always consistently middle of the table, can pull off some clutches, and... Yeah. But it's also yeah, calm. Yeah, I mean, like, he does it. Yeah. it's a lot. Exactly. Although, how good is their calling? But yeah, but like, <laughs> that's the problem. No, but no, but the thing is like, I, I still think, and I'll just say it till I'm fucking blue in the face, but I, I think he's like not even at his highest potential and maybe he recognizes that his highest potential is not higher than Tenz's highest potential, but like, he's a jet player, dude. Like, like he's like sitting here just like, please let me get an op and dash away. Like, please. And he's good with this utility. Like his, he got some Sova dart kills that like were really important and really impactful, but at the same time, it's like, I think, you're better than this. Like, I think you have, could have more impact than this still with other things. But yeah, I, I don't know. Let's let's zoom out and take a Counter-Strike perspective to what Sentinels has actually done. They won one thing and have been not that good since then. Like, that's the zoomed out perspective that Valorant really hasn't had that much because it's so new. Like, they were like the gods of the game. And now we're going to spend maybe years talking about how it's like, wow, like, I, I can't, you know, they're just not quite there. Like, they, they just don't seem like the old Sentinels. Why, why aren't they back on top again? And it's like, I think they might have peaked, flashed on top, and we might have misread that as how strong they actually were. Because <laughs> they did it really dominant exactly. fashion. I mean, not losing a map? That's pretty good. That's pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Um, But they would like some of those wins again. <laughs> like, you know, it's just, yeah. I, I, I think people were really quick to call them, like, the best world which is a crazy statement but in north america too and like i i wanted them to be the best because i would love to see it they're definitely household names and i'd love to see more highlights but i don't think they're actually like anywhere close to the best here like i i don't think they've earned it like i hope they do well but and 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 that's okay like you know okay here's what i'm saying you know what would be the kindest thing to Sentinels? If fucking analysts would say who they actually are, which is a team at the level of, like, I would say tier two. Like, <laughs> say that and then allow them to have been amazing when they were amazing. Allow that to be a celebration point instead of a point to hold them to to, to just make sure that everyone knows they're actually bad. It's like they're not bad. It's just that they're not like world beaters right now and they've had a long time and they've not been world beaters and it's like that might be more at this like they've spent a lot more time being this than they have been the other thing you know what i'm saying like that Mm -hmm. that matters yeah i think it's because they were so dominant in the na scene in particular i think they were dominant in the na scene much longer than internationally because you're right like internationally it's just that one tournament that they win yeah um and then you know making a couple you know making at least past the group stages for Masters 3, but then not even making out of groups. Like, it's been a slow downgrade internationally. Yeah. But, I mean, like, at home, they were still... I, I feel like they were still performing rather dominantly 
at home if i'm not mistaken yeah like they would make the finals and they would like win them um but yeah now it's just kind of seemed like every team's got their number and they don't really try to innovate off of that all that much i don't like their innovations Um, either like the ones they make don't feel true to them right it just kind of seems like they're trying to fit a mold for sure yeah um It'll, it'll be interesting to see if they ever, like, if this goes south and they don't make it out of, um, if they don't make it to Reykjavik, it'll be interesting to see if they still try and keep that roster. Yeah. Right? Like, these like these are the real conversations, like, around that team. Like, and not the, like, God, I can't wait for them to be the best in the world again. It's like, I think something's wrong, bro. Like, legit wrong. And, like, that's okay i'd wish for it not to be like again we'd all like love for them to be incredibly strong but i mean for me personally in a selfish way like unrelated to their lives and stuff like that and like i would be very interested to see some of these players on other teams to see like litmus test wise like how good they are how good they are switching like different styles of play like going to different teams where different things are normal um i don't know but i'd also love to see them turn it around but i just i just god it's been brutal it's been really brutal and I don't see the like light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Like I feel like, I don't know. Dude. Like I just dude. like until they, it just feels like they don't understand who they are, man. And like, I, I can never back a team like that to win in the long term. Like never. Right. Like why does cloud nine feel like cloud nine playing all sorts of different characters and all sorts of different comps, but they just feel like them. You know what I mean? Like that's a team you can be like, this is like, this is meta resistant potentially, or like hopefully they at least understand. Look, I feel like crew. I have no idea what they're doing. We checked in on them last time I saw her like two <laughs> weeks ago. Um, but like, again, like what I saw from them, like they're probably going to be meta like resistant. I mean, sure. If like the meta gets really intense and you can't do aggressive strategies, like that's going to suck. But if there's anyone who can figure out aggressive strategies, they're going to figure them out. You know what I mean? Like they're going to find their way. They're going to tunnel their way through if it's possible. So right. where is Sentinels tunneling right now? No idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's it's one big question mark. You might say it's a V question mark. <laughs> we'll, we'll catch you next week. <laughs> like, Dude, you no. are just, like, out of control. I, we were talking about watching a fucking series, and then I was like, oh, yeah, like, I'll be ready or whatever. Or No, you said you'll be ready, and I'll be like, sick. And you're like, sick is playing in the series. And I was just like, ew, dude. Like, <laughs> what? like what is this, bro? <laughs> like, it's just, just too easy. <laughs> It's like I'm playing t-ball and you just set the ball on the tee. I just got to hit it out of the park from there. I mean, you can't blame me. (laughs) The best way to win is to not play, right? (laughs) Maybe that's how Sentinels can go forward. It's just just not play. They did have a great pause, like, before the fucking game started for, like, no reason. So maybe that's, like, the strategy they're they're imparting. Uh, I don't know, man. I want, I think I want the guard to win. Unless Sentinels can really prove. I think Sentinels is spoiling the guard's circumstance. Because the worst thing that happens to me personally is like Cloud9 gets upset somehow or Optic gets upset somehow, which is very possible. Or even V1 gets upset. And then now all of a sudden two of them are facing for elimination and we only get one further. Right. That would be the worst. It's totally possible, man. You know what I mean? Because the second a good team goes down there with another good team, it's, I mean, it's do or die. Heads are going to roll. So. Right. Yeah. It's gonna get it's gonna get hard to watch, that's for sure. Yeah. 
do you want to make a hot take as to who you think? Actually, mm. because this t this whole tournament's going to last for two weeks, we're going to have another episode prior to like okay. upper finals, okay. lower finals, and grand finals. So maybe let's save. We've kind of given our takes. What if we do this? What, what we do this? Think. I got an idea. What? We do okay. soft take now, hard take next podcast. Okay. So like soft take. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Sorry. Go soft on. take. What do you think the upper final is going to look like? Mm -hmm. Fuck, it's really hard. Go. Okay, so Cloud9 definitely wins that. Oh, Tick goes up there. I think Cloud9's in the final. That's what I think. I'm not sure they win it, but I think they go to the final. I really hope they do. I think I very well may be wrong for this, but I think it is intellectually dishonest to to think Cloud9 is not going to go far like they've really earned it we'll see anything could happen to their form mm -hmm. at any point but right now i feel like how could you not say that like i know the other teams are hot but like cloud nine has just always been there consistently like they are what you dream optic was mm -hmm. optic inconsistent fuck. like really good teamwork when it when it matters um and then sometimes not so oh, dude fuck so i think it's cloud nine in the final but who man Here, here's what i'm gonna say you ready for yes mine? dude yes upper final cloud nine versus v1 yeah cloud nine loses v1 goes to grand final lower final optic versus cloud nine wait is that possible it might be possible i'm just gonna say it's possible lo lower final optic versus cloud nine cloud nine wins again grand final cloud nine v1 yeah i i i, I think v1 was the one i was gonna choose for being in the grand final so like with cloud nine <laughs> fuck dude Oh, God, that's so heartbreaking for the guard, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want the guard to make it far. You know, if they make it to upper semifinals and then maybe to, like, lower round three, mm -hmm. I'll be like, you've done your job. You've proven yourselves. Yeah. I, I always have low expectations for my underdogs. That way, when they overperform, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they, they surprise me. You know, like, Ascend, yeah. I was like, just make it out of group stages. Yeah. I'll be happy about you doing that. And then they did that. I'm like, okay, like it's okay if Liquid beats you in the <laughs> you know quarterfinals. And I'm like, oh, you beat them, nice. Well, it's okay if you don't make semis. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, you did that. Okay, like. <laughs> and then right at the end, you're like, right in the last game, you turned. I'm just listen, motherfucker. You better win this shit. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> it's like, please don't break my heart. Jesus Christ, you've got this far. No pressure until the end, and then you're just like, listen, this is your fucking chance, okay? <laughs> like, oh, it's so funny. Hey, they fucking got it, bro. Because the problem is, like, if the guard makes it to the grand final, mm -hmm. it doesn't even matter who it's up against. I'm going to be like, Jesus Christ, guard, please make it. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> you've made it this far. Yeah, they're definitely cute, man. I'm not going to lie. And, like, that's, that's because you got to understand, like, from our vantage point, I mean, maybe our whole esports career, we've been watching the fucking young up-and-comers, like, fucking be who they are. And I think it's joyous to do so. Like, this is what humans are, man. And if you can remember, I know it's, it's hard sometimes, especially if you're older. Like, if you can remember what it was like to be that age, like, you don't understand a lot <laughs> about the world. <laughs> but, like, you can have determination and you can have, like, incredible focus and you can have incredible, like, I would say like physical prowess and like mental prowess and just like you can be driven and like that's like the same thing with the olympics man you see it's just such a, it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful thing mm -hmm. and so like 
Yeah, the guard has that. I have a soft spot for like seeing players realize their dreams. Yeah. Like, I think that's why I always go for underdogs in the first place. Because I know like for these people, like this is what peak performance looks like for them. <laughs> and it just yeah. makes me like cry tears of joy. Yeah. Because I'm witnessing it. Hell, the 13-0 versus 100 Thieves. I was just yeah. like, these people at the guard are so cute. They're hugging each other. They're like in the same room. Yeah. Like, they'll never feel this There's way There's a backpack again. in the corner of this, <laughs> this frame. <laughs> yeah, dude. One guy's in his pajama pants. Like, Jesus Christ. Well, like, dude, like Riot, like halfway through the game or maybe halfway through the game being finished was like, should we throw up a cam of like them? <laughs> Does anybody think that could be like helpful for their brand? Like, it's just like, there's that one clip where, like, I, I forget, some dude with, like, frizzy hair or whatever that looks just so passionate and happy, like, just, like, super. Trent, yeah. Was that Trent? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that that clip dude, is all you'd have. That, <laughs> that's, that, that's one thing I want to see in this main event. I need to see more player cams. Please, like, I... I don't know if it's like a team decision thing where they're like, listen, we're having them play in this facility, but no cameras. Like, we don't want. Because it's like 100 Thieves. You know those people are playing in the Cash App compound, like at 100 Thieves. Like, they've got, they've got the technology. Um, yeah. But like, <laughs> wh why are we not seeing any cameras? Like, we we've seen them stream from there. It's possible. They've got, they've got the stuff. I don't know. It's like... I don't think I've even seen 100 Thieves player cameras ever. I mean, granted, they're losing a lot, so maybe they do it for the whole morale, but, like, I don't know. You know what 100 Thieves did? They actually, like, released a fucking video where they got, like, a film crew to, like, watch their journey during this because, and I don't, it's not stated explicitly, but because, like, literally Riot's not filming anything. Like, what are they mm -hmm. doing? Like, this is, and I know this shit is, like, a really unfortunate circumstances, but this is historic shit for everyone, no matter what. Like, First of all, right. it turns out even the mundane is history in the long, like, but this is not the mundane at all. This is like some crazy shit. Like people are playing in weird compounds and fucking like some people are playing at home and like, I don't know. I, yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree. And like, I, they have to, like, I will literally forgive so much fucking production shit and trust me, NA tr like tests my patience. Like if honestly, the NA production like whole package. If you take Valorant, Esport, NA, what we've been watching during this podcast, it's like mediocre at best. It's probably <laughs> subpar. Cause like, dude, we're missing yeah. player reactions. Like it's taken for fucking ever. Like, like we're talking, I don't know. It's just like one best of three is all you really get to see like a week. Like they've done so many things and, and just not being able to see people like, it's just the, all these meta games about people like, you know, BMing each other or doing fucking airplanes and fucking, like, you know, all this shit. Like, that was so fun. Like, what the fuck? Like, like I don't know if they were afraid someone was going to, like, do something political or get crazy or, like, dude, is that what it fucking is, dude? Are they scared about someone doing something political so, like, shutting down most, most displays of everything? I mean, I don't. I don't think so, because they, they kind of stopped doing that after Masters Berlin or, like, asked them to turn okay. it down slightly okay. after Masters Berlin. And I don't know why anyone would try to do anything. Hmm. Yeah. I, I To be honest, I, I don't really know. I feel like it's probably some bullshit thing about how they're trying to preserve the integrity of the scene or something. I don't know. Is it, know. like, too hard to do? Because, like, guys, maybe we're not production experts. Although, we've made a microphone work now and again. Um. <laughs> 
<laughs> hopefully I say as this podcast proceeds to sound terrible, but whatever, we're amateurs. But like, motherfucker, like, why is why does EU have player camps? Like, what the fuck is it not possible? Like, is that I don't know. That's like the simplest form of thought, but like, why can they exactly. do exactly? I mean, <laughs> the thing is, not every EU team does it either. It's like it it appears to me that it's totally team dependent. Like, Liquid will just always have their player cameras on mm -hmm. their players because they're playing in a you know a studio of some sort you know liquids all decked out with their own thing like sometimes gambit will have player cams on like two of their players i guess right like whoever has a right. webcam working i guess but they try right i i i honestly don't know yeah really yeah um I would just like to see more of it. I want to put faces to names. It was very helpful. Yeah. I, no, no one from production or from other teams is going to listen to this. But if you are, please show your players' faces. I want to connect with your players. I know. What the like, fuck, dude? It was very nice to say, hmm, Trent, and then be like, oh, that's what Trent looks like. Cool. Yeah. Moving on. And then I to guess. see him streaming to like 8K people, just like sitting there and like, whoa, life's crazy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but also, you know, it, it's yeah. that kind of stuff that I would love to see. But I, I, I hope they maybe try to encourage that kind of product more. Bro, just mandate in these. Just mandate it, please. Come on, mandate. Just come on. I, I, I don't care. Heavy hand, like just. You, you mean to say if you do not give us player cameras in 4K resolution <laughs> yeah. and exactly yeah. 800 by 800 That's megapixels, exactly right. yes, like, you're disqualified. You'll forfeit map one. That's No, you're disqualified. <laughs> I don't even want to watch Well, you this play. team will forfeit the map. The other one will be down seven rounds before <laughs> we start playing. And then we're going to do a, somehow it's going to be like a tiebreaker round differential. <laughs> somehow. We'll throw in a game of rock, paper, scissors. Might as well. Did you see the <laughs> fucking Reddit just explode? Of like, is there any team that's mathematically eliminated? Question mark. And everyone's like, I don't fucking know. And then one person's like, I think I know. And it's just like, yeah, this is a fucking joke. <laughs> like what? Like I love that these questions never go away because it's true. Like, yeah, it's confusing as fuck. Like, what is really happening? I have no idea. Like, dude, round differential is hilarious to me because it's like there's like sided maps and comps and all sorts of other things that would impact that. But it's just like whatever. These are two numbers. Your number is lower so <laughs> tie and you're like why do you have a system that has a tie and they're like lord help me there needs to be some sort of consistency just please all i want for christmas is for cons consistency and ruling yeah. when it comes to play oh dude it's been brutal to watch um, valorant's early rulings it it feels like room it, it's for still brutal yeah it's still brutal yeah like uh like i don't know if you've heard about the whole crew drama Ooh, let's have our like drama corner because okay. there's stuff to talk okay. about no, not really okay. but crew's been in some drama because they uh i believe kesnet got a ban oh yeah because team. someone talked some shit to him and he talked some shit back and then i guess what he said was yes. like not chill riot sanctioned kesnet for discriminatory comments this is crew my I'm homies no yeah exactly no. it's crew that's what i mean oh fuck dude so i guess he he made some sort of comment riot did have to state it was not a racist comment but it was apparently some sort of discriminatory comment yeah he said uh, some shit bro they, they he inappropriate for a professional player oh fuck that but they, this you know what i think is <laughs> fucked up if we're gonna cancel anything can we cancel the fact that they don't tell us what this person said like i get it i get it there are reasons why but i i, I just have to take this at face value i have to just trust that riot is being reasonable about this I, I don't even get to know. I don't even get to decide if that to me 
was something out of context or something in a different language. Like, you know what I mean? There's no, like they do this specifically so the community cannot have a say. And oh, I get that, especially because if it's something really horrible, like, do you really want to haunt that player with having said that? But like, I don't, I don't. I feel like it would just be so much better than all the speculation right? that comes out as a result. Right. Yeah. I, that, that's just, and I could just be totally wrong. Maybe it is better to just protect the player's image. But like, to me, I just think that the, the gossip and the slander that comes out as a result of very vague things. Um, yeah. I, I, I think it ultimately like creates more of a shit show than what actually happens yeah they try to sweep it under the rug you know but i'm sitting here like mm -hmm. i i have a feeling that he said some passionate gamer words like you know what i mean like some some stuff you might hear right. on a on a soccer pitch or something and apparently he was provoked allegedly but again it's all this rumor mongering because we don't fucking know because they don't fucking tell us um right release the logs exactly i, I want to read like. the logs yes i want a frame by frame replay of the game and i want to see the player camera reaction of the other person to see if he's offended like <laughs> oh. no it's true but it's just it's, it's just sad because it's like i just sit here and it's like i have no idea if a, a large injustice was just made right it could just be just destroying that person for no reason or it could be horrifying and i i don't know and i don't know how to put that in my like right you know lexicon of like love for that team so i don't know yeah i mean there, there's really no way it just kind of will go fizzle out and then we see them internationally and we're like hey they were cool um but yeah <laughs> yeah like did yes. they just say like like in other words dude because i've seen some like really weird shit that people have been banned for because like, obviously dude we've seen some things that people have been banned for <laughs> like do you remember, like if you know like the i don't know exactly what was said but i think the logs were out but like do you remember when fucking what was it? It wasn't, um, it was a League of Legends jungler, like went to Korea and then, oh, Svenskaren. I, I kept being like, I yeah. will dominate. I'm like, that's no, no, too early. <laughs> it's on podcast these days. No, but do you remember when he got like banned and shit for like two games? Cause it, allegedly he just went into fucking solo queue and just said some horrible things about Korean people. That, right. That's one thing. That's one thing. Okay. I wouldn't. Well, but also didn't they actually like, wasn't it actually like shown what he yeah. said? Yeah, it was shown. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like you see what it said. And you're like, yeah, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. That's kind of that's kind of deserved. It's not great. Like it's really really a bad yeah. move from him. Exactly. And so we're able to make that conclusion and be like, okay, fair. However, it's like all this other stuff of like some words were exchanged that were bannable, and you're just like, well, Jesus. Yeah, like which words, that? bro? Write them down for me, would you? And pass me the note, because like I just like I want to know. Because to me, I think it matters. Like, like a classic example of one is the word cunt that is said differently in, in Britain and Australia. And the Right, if you yeah, they use it more freely, for sure. Like, oh, you dumb cunt to, like, a friend. Like, as in, like, that, that's, that's like saying, like, oh, you big stupid idiot. I think it's, or, like, even a term of endearment right, exactly. in Australia. <laughs> exactly. I, I could be very wrong with no, that. No, 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 I've definitely heard it, it described that, that way. way. And, like, a lot of things actually are. And a lot of really, like, seemingly charged language like negative charge like disses and wrecks and stuff a lot of people are from like i would say like smaller communities like friend groups and stuff where that's like oh like we do that to us because it's this is our group right like you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. um and that does extend large sometimes and like that sometimes can be cultural so who the fuck knows we don't know but it's just like i've seen a lot of those cases where it's like friendly trash talk goes down and then all of a sudden just nightmare 
<laughs> like right. nightmare and it's like well dude do you remember when fucking zidane in fucking the world cup just like someone said some shit about his sister or his mom or some shit and then he like headbutted them in the world cup and got like fucking like red carded and kicked off I, you're wait you know something about soccer that i don't i've never heard about you've this never before. heard about this so zidane. I'm, I'm sure i'm i'm sure it's something where i'll like watch the tape and i'm like oh that red card when you watch a lot of soccer, there's a lot of heinous shit that goes down with that results in red cards, I guess. Yeah, no, but this was, like, famous. It was, I mean, but I was very young, though, so maybe that's what it is. But, like, yeah, Zinedine Zidane, bro. The, the, head, the like, headbutt. It's famous. You want to watch a clip right now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zidane headbutt. Yeah. Is that how you Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go, uh, boy. Here we go. Ooh. Oh, dear. So, so apparently someone says this. some shit about his sister right there. Okay, and he oh. just goes, "Excuse me, oh, what'd you say?" Oh, I remember this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he fuck. He goes, "Excuse me, what'd you say?" And then he goes, "No, no, I'm not gonna fucking deal with that." He's running up in front of him. He turns back, and then just pre-fires this guy in the chest. It's brutal. <laughs> yep. Look at that. And he got kicked off, and they lost. If that's like my recollection, yeah. is they lost, and that's your star player right there. Oh, it's unfortunate. What a name. You see a lot of. I was going to say, a lot of choice words are always done, and whenever it results in, like, kicking, biting, <laughs> headbutting, you're like, oh, something about somebody's wife, sister, yeah. brother, like, something was said there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, in a lot of ways, like, sports are proxies for war. And so it's like, when, when, when athletes just, like, turn into this, like, I need to kill you mode, it's like, we all sit there and go just completely unacceptable. And then I'm sitting there like, okay, yes, but I see it, though. Like... This is a warrior we're talking about. I mean, you don't get to, like, fight in the same traditional way. And there are, like, different warriors in the modern era. But, like, these are Coliseum games. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and then everyone's like, no, McCoy, I have no idea what you mean. And that's fair. And maybe I don't know what I'm talking about either. But that's how I feel every time. It's like, because you, like, look, especially you watch, like, football. Dude, you watch football in, in America. Football in America. Sorry. Uh, it's just like, dude, that guy, like, walks through doorways and has to, like, go sideways. Do you know what I mean? Like, his shoulders are so broad and he's so strong. Like, he is literally sitting there, like, going over to, to a friend's house for dinner, and he's like, so, thank you for making four plates of lasagna for me. Like, four sets <laughs> of fucking, you know, and he's just sitting there, like, this is his life. And everyone else is like, in every other moment, they're like, dude, wh like, what, what are you? Like, where did you come from? And then he gets to the football, and he's like, I was made to destroy things. Watch me. And they're amazing. They destroy things. It's truly incredible. Um... But what's sad is that, like, yeah, I mean, you're talking about, like, like the strongest person you can ever possibly imagine. Like, like exactly. you can't even imagine. Like, when you get front, people are like, dude, I saw someone for Elden Ring post a picture. They were like, oh, I guess I'll have to stop for today. And they broke a PS5 controller in half. And I'm like, when a football player gets mad, it's not that the PS5 controller that they're holding breaks. It's that the table underneath them, they smash the controller on breaks. And then the monitor comes crashing down and the computer shatters because they, they walk through the fucking table with their hands like a fucking lightsaber. Um, <laughs> so anyways, more of the story, though, is that um, like that's what they're that's what they do. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a part of their being like like we don't do that. You know what I mean? We don't just walk around like I don't throw shit like I don't fucking do any of that. And so I just. I get it. I could sit there and be like, yeah, it was, it was wrong that you did that. But at the same time, they're killers, bro. So, all right. That's like, 
that's like the the deep recesses of my <laughs> mind who play thanks for being here for so late uh this is a long <laughs> podcast we're just kind of rambling we're just chilling dude i am fucking I was say, excited there was one more oh, one oh, more thing i wanted right, to right, mention right, with right, you right. uh because it was just announced um sean gares where are you buddy not actually him Several days ago, I received heartbreaking news mm -hmm. that I didn't make the talent cut for Masters 1 in Reykjavik. After receiving the news, I've decided to focus on getting more involved in the competitive scene and will no longer be accepting broadcast talent positions. Wow. Unfortunate, because I really liked his the best. <laughs> broadcasting style. One of the best, bro. And you were literally talking like an hour ago at this point, but you were just like, he was explaining really well, like Neon on Haven, like, you yeah. know, the benefits and everything. And I'm just like, ooh, who's going to tell him? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. So, no, it's sad. The, the question for him really becomes like, is, okay, the way he writes this, he kind of makes it seem like Riot forced his hand, but I do also wonder. I don't think so. He, I think it's a personal decision, but yeah. Yeah. It might be a bit of both. The thing is, look, he, he definitely talked because he's on Gen G, but he has at least a young child um, and was talking about how, like, he couldn't be really involved with, like, the fucking hustle because he was trying to get shit locked down at home. And so there is a way of reading this where it's like, you know, Riot essentially just, like, gave him some contract work and, like, hooked him up. It's sad that he's so fucking good at it. And it's sad that as the community, I'd love to hear more. Um, <laughs> but maybe this is actually, like, him getting to do what he really wanted to do. Um, mm-hmm. If it's not, though, and this was actually a Riot-forced error, I think it's an error, because, like, this is so fucked, man. Like, it... <sighs> How could you not pick Sean Gears? It's the same way I feel about them not picking um, the guy from EU. The, like... What was that guy's name? Lothar? Lothar, thank God. The guy from Lothar HS, the guy on like Hearth from Hearthstone back in the day. But, like, <laughs> they literally, like, didn't pick him for the most recent tournament, and his tweet like this was fucking devastated. And, like, EU has tried mm -hmm. to, like, accept him back. I don't know if you're watching the analyst desk and shit. They've been, like, trying to have, like, yeah. Lothar's corner where he's, like, talking all this stuff. He did a great job talking about um, Ascend Omen. Like, what was up with mm -hmm. Omen. Like, how he's Omen's relevant and shit. Like, even before the changes. And it was just awesome. Like, he's clearly, like, a strategist and someone that's would be really viable. And then, dude, like, watching people try to discuss meta changes and just going, like, I wish Lothar was here. Like, <laughs> dude. So, this is the thing, right? Riot controls all of this, all of this. And so, like, there isn't, like, tournament organizers that you can go to. There isn't someone else that says, we love Sean Gares and we will always hire you. There isn't someone who says, you know, like, like, there, there's, not, there's nothing else. Like, if you get shut out, just as talent, it's the same as a team. Like, if you're a team and you don't make it in, like, like, your TSM, it's just, you're done. It's over. Like, your brand is dead. And so, same with talent. It's really scary. Mm -hmm really scary to have right have this much control over you um that's not to say that they're like trying to do evil shit with it but it's just, it's just scary man and you see it here dude can you imagine like what what else do you have to do i thought you did amazing <laughs> um but well exactly i think it, it is a big heavy loss for sure and i think it just raises questions as to i guess how i don't know it, it raises questions on to how how much riot wants to actually grow its talent team all that much like seems like they're trying to keep it like very in-house and very like i don't know like very at least on the na side very sparse i feel like it's always the same people yeah. every time um 
they have like a little bit of a cast and crew, but even then I feel like those people are already trying to fight for like more screen time yeah. than what Riot is allowing. Yeah. And because they're all it webcam. would definitely be fixed with like more tournaments and whatnot. Right. And I, I don't know like how much Nerd Street Gamers is like trying to do stuff or like are any of these other smaller Valorant tournaments that are in region. Like I I honestly don't know if it's just something that will grow with the scene. No. Well, I don't think if, so. No. I mean, look at League. Like, that's the direction. Because, like, dude, dude, like, I mean, you know, who knows what will happen. But, like, I remember watching this happen to League. Because, basically, like, there used to be, like, like other tournaments that had, like, StarCraft in them and, like, Counter-Strike in them. And they had League in them at the same time. And at one point in time, like, Riot just said no. And basically just took forcibly took their game from all the tournament organizers in the spaces and just said no and they said like one of you can host like fucking the midterm fucking game or something and they were just and the tournament organizers apparently have literally never recovered from how how offended that made them like how much that hurt their business how much that literally just like they had a full functioning league of legends pipeline and they got shut down all of their people were like where the fuck do we go what do we do like, we don't have tournaments anymore. Like, and so this has happened in a bunch of esports. Um, it happened actually in probably in one of its saddest cases uh, in that like Blizzard Heroes of the Storm. Because Heroes of the Storm had like an organic pipeline that was not necessarily strong, but it was like hardcore. And Blizzard was like, cool, it's going to be an esport. And they like, and similar to Hearthstone actually, they took like all their esports away and made them like, we're going to make leagues. We're going to do the same thing Riot's doing. And then once that, that like, grassroots dies like it doesn't come back like it, it has to grow and so then when blizzard was like yo um i'm done with the leagues they weren't actually successful um we're gonna go back to the tournament circuit but i hope you guys do well there isn't anything left it's fucking dead the game just dies instantly like they destroyed all of the natural growth in favor of their own thing and you can't put it back and so the tournament organizers for this game for valorant were never in this game ever in a serious way because they knew riot was going to take it away from them and they were not willing to give resources to something that they couldn't grow along with and so they stayed far away from valorant mm -hmm. for that reason because they got hurt so bad from league and so like people are sitting there like yeah i guess i'll like maybe a couple of them would like run an off tournament or something if riot asked them to but like as far as they're concerned, they have no love for Valorant because Riot has no love for them at all and no use for them and no need for them. And that that relationship means Riot is what you're going to get. You know what I mean? They, they own everything. Mm -hmm. And they make some right. amazing shit. But they're going to have to make everything. <laughs> that's why Ner Nerd Street Game. No one knows who the fuck that is. Nerd Street Gamers, like, that's not a tier two even Counter-Strike org. <laughs> like, you know. so <laughs> So, you know. There's some people that love it. There's some like real grassroots that do it for free. And we got to see, see some of them when 100 Thieves was like practicing and shit. Um, right. But like they're like, holy shit, this is our moment. Because like otherwise it's like seven people are watching and like three of them are like just different camera perspectives. Like it's right. Yeah. So that's just the way that's just the way. It, I mean, that's the way it is. And everybody knew this was going to happen to Valorant. And that's why people who are like super surprised are just sort of like, I think they might not be paying attention <laughs> on the long scale. Yeah. Yeah. Well, big loss there. Yeah. 
it'll be unfortunate. Hopefully somebody will be there to accompany DDK in whatever casting oh, he fuck, does. I didn't even think about that. What about DDK, bro? I mean, I'm sure he's still going to be around, but he's just going to need a new co-caster, I guess. Fuck, they were actually good. Yeah. Fuck. That's sad. I guess we'll have to see. Maybe a new talent will arise. I will say in this game, I'm very happy that Pansy's getting her due. Like, she did mm -hmm. not get her due in Counter-Strike as much as I would have liked. Um, she was really good in Counter-Strike, but for whatever reason, like, I don't know. I feel like she was kind of a journeyman, though. Like, she, she did a lot of different games and, like, like was trying to find, like, a home. And I I think Counter-Strike really does not like journeyman people. Like, they, they're mm -hmm. very elitist. Like, if you come here, you got to, like, really know what you're talking about. Apparently, Dota's like this, too. Where, like... Yeah. Dota, I, yeah. I've heard Shocks, um, you know, Shocks did... Once she became a free agent, she did more Counter-Strike events. Hmm. And I just remember, like, hearing her talk about how it's just, like, I really have to prep for this event because I really got to know my shit. Because if I don't know my shit, that I'm going to get just, like, <laughs> raged upon. Like, I got to make this perfect. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, yeah. Totally. Totally. And it's sad. Like, it... Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple people. So, D-Man, famously. Do you remember D-Man from League? I can't yeah. believe it. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um... So he apparently, like, made some, like, crazy debut where he had some relationship with one of these tournament organizers and got to, like, just do a final in Counter-Strike right in the middle of, like, the season. And we're talking, like, epics, you know. He got to, it wasn't, it wasn't quite a Champions, but it, I think it was, like, an Intel Extreme. I forget, but it was, like, some, like, high-level tournament that's probably, like, you know, right below the really important shit. So, like, Tier it's 2. not a small fry. I think it might have been Tier 1. Like, dude, it was, like, a lot. And the community was, like, never do that again and they were both saying that to him but also to the term rose in that they were saying he did not earn his way like do not put anyone who has not earned their way up and like it was sad to see how negative it was but at the same time mm -hmm. i think it's just like the way they feel i think it's just a a very very hardcore game that's you know people have really like put their reps into and they don't want to see someone skip the line i don't know yeah i don't know but yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, like Pansy and Hypoc is probably like one of my favorite caster duos yeah. that I ever have. Like who's better? Uh, I mean, I, I did like DDK and Sean Gares a lot. Mm -hmm. I, I think like the, the sad part is I feel like they were still trying to like get a rhythm together and they were finally starting to get that rhythm a little bit more and more. And then now Sean Gares is no longer doing it. So I'm like, oh, unfortunate. Yeah. Um. I mean, I've always liked that. Um, but yeah, I mean, otherwise, like, every, everyone else that I've listened to, like, they're good. Uh, like, like Mitch Man. Who is... You know, and fucking, like, those guys I, are good. Mitch and, Mitch and Tom are fun. Yeah. I, I, I think I've mentioned it in the first episode. Like, Mitch and Tom, I just love yeah. listening to them for that 13-0 Gambit versus G2 map for, like, Masters 3 semifinals, just because both of them are just losing their goddamn money. Yeah. just the utter ridiculousness in front of them yeah um it's always fun to listen to that um i was gonna say um i i don't know their names that's the problem mm. but like the guy with the crazy red hair mm. yeah that's in an afro yep. like i think that has potential to be good like they mm. yeah they casted the 13-0 100 thieves guard game and I think it's just most memorable because he described a play as promiscuous. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> yeah. 
I love that you're going to okay, give him that's that, odd. bro. Oh, my God. That was a, a promiscuous statement, I thought. Like, because you were talking about how the play is a little on the line. I'm like, you're a little on the line, bro. Like, <laughs> but, like, fair. Yeah, man. They've got a long way to go, but, like, yeah, that would be awesome. I, Dude, if Valorant ends up becoming also a place where we get to see up-and-coming talent shine on the talent end, that would be sick. That'd be really sick. That I wouldn't have even expected yeah. that or really have foreseen that. I should have, probably. But that would be such a treat on top of all this. Because, like, dude, like, it starts out, these personalities start out as people who just love the game. And, like, this is their in their purest, like, love for the game form. And then what they turn that into is up to them. Like, what work they put in, like, how they, what they want to be. That's up to them. But they start as, like, just a lover of the game. And, like, I feel I have a hard time hating lovers of the game that I love. I have a really hard time. <laughs> like, even if I don't like them. Yeah. And I'll talk some shit. But it's like, thank you. Um, So, you know. Like, it would be really cool to see some upcoming casters. I definitely think... I, I actually think the equation really is this. And it's kind of weird. It's like, was the exposure that these younger casters and other weird duos and generally just everyone from Valorant, like, was it worth it for the exchange of you did this during an era where literally no one can have good synergy at all because of the technological barriers, right? Because of COVID, like literally no one is having a truly transcendent performance. Like I think a lot of the duos have done really, really well, like really well, like way better. I mean, we, we know it's fucking hard <laughs> over the internet. Dude. Um, Indeed. <laughs> but like, you see what I'm saying? Like, we sit there and go, oh, you know, those young Alvin casters, they're all right. And that's what we think in our head. But the reason we think that is because partially that might be true. But also partially, we never got to see them on an actual stage where it's true they could choke or they could have killer banter. Like, you don't really know, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I hope they get more chances. Give us arenas, man. I don't know. Put cardboard cutouts Please. into the seats, bro. Like, if you have to. Um I'll, I'll help draw them. Yeah, I don't even care if there's no audience. Just get the talent in person, yeah. at least. Yeah, let the them do least. their thing. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> They're so good. Let them. There's a reason EMEA talent looks so much better. It's because they're all in person and bantering. I know. And they <laughs> really are bantering. It's funny. Like, it's cute, man. A bunch of people are trying to... That's the other thing about the player camps. How could you be doing this to these people that are all trying to, like, make their careers, like, bantering and, like... They're trying to do it in such fun ways. Like, it, you're not a school teacher on the schoolyard being like, that's an unacceptable way to, to do an airplane when you win. <laughs> <laughs> like, let these teams fucking do it. Like, like I actually think in one way, like, that's one thing the community is really, like, probably going to be reasonable at policing. I mean, I know, like, a lot of them are younger, but, like, surely we as a scene can figure out what to do with people that are, like, being, like, mean other than just turning off their avenue like this feels like like right. riot just came in and just took away the xbox and i'm like dude <laughs> like what the fuck like can't we work on this like can't... i don't know you know what i'm saying though they literally were just oh. like no no cameras you guys are you guys can't behave and i thought they were behaving fine they're just like look at boaster and stuff he's just trying to like make a name for himself bro like i how could no he's bming mccoy You're right ukulele is bm for guitarists or like what yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
All right. Um, all right. All right. Nice. We good? Yeah, I think so. I feel yeah, like we yeah, did it. Yeah. Sorry. We did it We're in a half, We're just kind of spitballing at this point. Uh, it's great, though. It's it's always a great conversation just to shoot the shit like yeah, this. We out here. But uh, we are out here. But okay. Next week, we've got some uh, some playoff games. I keep on calling them playoff games. That's kind of what it is, though. So we've <laughs> got some hopefully better Valorant. Only time will tell. It's gotta be at some at some point. So wait, okay, wait. Last thing, can you tell me is like how spread out are the games? Like, is is it gonna be like three or four really exciting best of ones in a group, or like, and then this next weekend too, or like? Aha! Uh-huh. So let us let me pull up the calendar just to show. Okay. And then maybe I can also share the screen. So yeah, thank you, with listener. For <laughs> I appreciate that. Appreciate that. All okay. right. Cool. So, basically, uh, upper quarterfinals are going to be Thursday and Friday, uh, normal times from what we normally see the games go. Um, Hmm. And then upper semifinals will be on Saturday, and then lower round one will start going on Sunday, uh, and then there's kind of a break. Hmm a three-day break before they complete the rest of lower round, upper finals next Friday, lower final Saturday, grand final Sunday the 27th wow. of March. So we are finally getting to see a tournament. <laughs> yeah, oh exactly. We're kind of like actually in tournaments. It's crazy. I'm happy, <laughs> please. Oh, good games, everyone. Please, please. Yeah, they have to just like wash off the fucking toxicity of the season. Just don't read Reddit. Go like, i don't know stretch stay off of twitter <laughs> yeah don't talk don't think don't talk about ratios or anything <laughs> stay off of twitter You're right, please don't talk about ratios <laughs> get get your fucking ad block installed or yeah. like your your focus installed oh, yeah, yeah. where uh-huh. it cancels out twitter Facebook, go outside seriously <laughs> seriously try it vitamin Take d walks. is actually good if you can like try to pull that off yeah we'll go for walks exactly hydrate, hydrate. yeah <laughs> And just, like, take a minute to just be yourself and come back, like, dialed in. Like, I just, dude, I think what, what's been so cool about Valorant so far is it's, it's been a festival of the game. Mm-hmm. And, like, I love that. Apparently Dota has that. Do you know that apparently they just have, like, one giant fucking tournament that they just let, like, right. everyone play in. And they don't give a fuck and anyone can win. And it's, like, multi-weeks long. And, like, I've never seen it because I don't understand Dota. Like, fuck me if I'm going to try. Because that sounds really hard. Uh, <laughs> I don't need another game in my repertoire. <laughs> Seriously, I feel gamed out at the moment. And uh, Dota sounds like like a game and a half, but yeah. Competitive Elden Ring. Oh yeah. my god. Do you think with the multiplayer, they'll do competitive Elden Ring? So there's a lot of PvP Wait. stuff for sure. And I've been like, I've been scraping some fools in PvP and been getting scraped by some ridiculous builds. That you're like, oh. Um, but yeah. Okay. Okay. We did. This is cool. Thank you for showing but me this. Yeah. So it's actually like a lot of games. Yes, it's still going to be our two games, two games a day. It's just instead of Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm. And yeah, we'll try and do we'll try and do an episode right after this, like first, I guess, wave sure. of pro play before we get really into the nitty gritty. I have to admit, it is a little weird. That they're spacing out the lower round bracket so much. Yeah. It also weirds me out that whoever wins the upper semifinal one on Saturday is 
basically not going to win or play again for like almost a week. Yeah, that's weird. Until the upper final on Friday. Yeah. We'll see how it goes, I guess. We'll see if players like it. Who knows? So is this because... Maybe Riot will unearth their new studio in LA. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, but like, do they schedule it like this because they want like EU to be going on theoretically at the same time? So like, is that what you're supposed to do as a fan? Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, am I supposed to watch all day and watch EU and NA and like get a sense for like, how the teams are going like at a really broad sense like because it doesn't feel like they really want someone to just watch one i mean maybe they do maybe two games a day is enough i don't know i don't know i don't i mean it is going to slowly get to four games a day eu and na combined because i think eu starts their playoffs on the 23rd the schedule's just not set yet right okay so yeah it's it's gonna be a lot we'll see how it goes it might just be that we just focus on na because hashtag elden ring um, (laughs) but also but also i don't know like i feel like we're very invested in na at this point um emea i'm gonna keep tabs on for sure especially if uh m3c makes it far i will definitely be you know keeping tabs on them for their runs and whatnot yeah but yeah. yeah well sweet man thank you for taking the time um both yeah. you and the listener uh and maybe we'll get the hell out of here hell yeah let's get out of here <laughs>